Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ben Maller Show podcast. It's me, Ben. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m., the 3 a.m. Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Ben Maller Show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I think we can all agree that John Gruden has the Raider franchise in a very good place right now. They are in a solid spot for the NFL draft. They're actually winning games. I mean, that, wow, that was, woo-wee. Man. You know that was on network television? That was on network television, that Thursday night game. Wow. Welcome in the beginning 
of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. A uh, listener had a great line uh, a few minutes ago. He said, is it too late for Vegas to stop construction on the stadium? (laughs) No, it's Vegas, man. Of course, but my man Atari, it's Vegas. They can stop that right now. They'll just build a casino where they were going to build the stadium. That's it. Done. Wham, bam, there you go. We're on our way. Now, full disclosure, I had no intention, no intention of coming in here and talking much about the 49ers and the Raiders. Uh, I didn't. Why would I? There's no reason to. Teams are irrelevant. They both blow. Why would I come in here and, and I mean, who wants to hear that? But this turned out to be something that's a talker. It wasn't supposed to be a talker. It was supposed to be just a, who cares, one of those 23 to 20 games. And did I pick? I got people emailing me. Hey, Mal, you moron, you picked the Raiders. Yes, I did. Absolutely. Absolutely. The only one that had a worse night than me is John Gruden. That's the only one that had a worse night. I, you, know, you, you figure we, we are told from the time we've become fans of football, when most people become fans of football, you know, like you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, somewhere around that age, you become a real big fan of football if you get into it. And you're told by everyone in football, boy, you just don't start out great. That you start out, you know, you, you really struggle when you're a young player in the NFL. There's a lot of issues there. You got to work it through it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nick Mullins, someone named Nick Mullins, uh, really had, you talk about a tough beginning to his NFL career. Really, that's what the NFL's all about, man. Not for long, man. Not for long. Yeah. All right. So the 49ers beat the Raiders. If you didn't watch the game, it was on Fox. You should have watched. 34 to 3 was the final. And this, this game was not that close. Uh, it should have been 68-3. to three. That should have been the score. That would have been a more realistic representation <laughs> of how lopsided this game was as the Oakland defense made a no-name, undrafted rookie quarterback named Nick Mullins. Who? Look like a cross between Jimmy Garoppolo and Joe Montana mixed with a little Tom Brady on this particular night. So let's discuss... The question, does this game say more about someone named Nick Mullins, who I'm pretty sure Joe Buck wanted to get a hotel room with, or the greatness of John Gruden's incompetence? Now, this is low-hanging fruit. The answer to this question, it's not a riddle. It's not a, a brain teaser. Chucky Boy. It's all about Chucky Boy. You've got third rate christening and Melrose Place. And we will mix all this together. We'll bind it together into a nice. The greatness of the Raiders. A nice package for you. Now, first of all, even Hugh Jackson, somewhere in suburban Cleveland, had to be laughing watching this game, saying, I would have done a better job. I should come back to coach the Raiders. When I coached the Raiders, now we didn't play defense, but at least we were somewhat competitive. This is a referendum on John Gruden. And if Gruden did not have a 10-year contract, this is the kind of performance. You know what you get the day after a performance like this in professional sports? You get a pink slip is what you get when you're the head coach. 
it reminded me of years ago when I covered the NBA and I covered some morbid Clipper teams. And every once in a while, they would get so upset with the coach, they would have a couple of these type games in a row. And they were doing it as an act of rebellion, as an act of revolt to get the coach fired. And it worked every time in the NBA. It works every time. You lay down your arms like this. That was a third-rate chicken fertilizer performance by the Raiders. Now, the Raiders are a bad football team. They were a bad football team before this game. They're a bad football team after this game. But at least put up the facade. At least go through the motions. It's your bleeping job. There's nothing I hate more in life than people that don't take their work seriously. I bo- it bothers me. I'm always troubled by that. Uh, and it was it was ridiculous. John Gruden has been the coach of the Raiders for more than half a season. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct, right? Did the Raiders have extreme travel to get to this Thursday night game? Well, it's roughly 34 miles from the Coliseum in Oakland to Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara. If you take I-880 there, and you know, with traffic, it could take an hour, depending on when you go. Maybe, maybe even a little longer if there's a lot of traffic. Cost you about 45, 50 bucks with an Uber if you want to go from the Raiders Stadium to the 49ers Stadium. You talk about grueling travel, that 30, almost 35 miles. You expect the Raiders to compete? They had to drive 35 miles in Bay Area traffic. Do you know what the traffic's like in the Bay Area? My God. It's horrible. Anyway, if the Raiders, at they're 1-7 now. If they were a Hollywood movie, They'd have been pulled from theaters already. That's how bad the Raiders are. The, the, the Raiders really should be winless. The great injustice of all this is the Raiders, the one win they got was a gift by the officials. The game against the Cleveland Browns, there was incompetence by the referees. The Zebras blew it. This is the perfect monsoon Raider football. You combine a cotton candy defense, which is uninterested in tackling, and an offense which appears to be a Mickey Mouse variety offense mixed with a little Goofy and Donald Duck. You, you should, if you compete, you never get your doors blown off in the NFL. The, the margins are not that much, and we're not talking about the Raiders taking on an elite team like the Rams or the Chiefs. By the way, they play the Chiefs twice. Uh, I think they haven't played them once yet, so they have two games left with Kansas City. Those should be very competitive. Those should be very, very competitive. Listen, it's obvious. Yeah, I, I, I can we can sit here and and flog the carcass uh, if you want, and I don't, I'm not against that. I've made a career out of doing that kind of stuff. But the Raiders have checked out. They don't want to play. They don't want to be there. And they were trying to send a message. It's obvious, even if you don't know much about all this stuff, the Raiders were sending a message. We don't like Gruden. We, we think he's a stiff, and we don't want to play for him. Put that in your honeymoon phase. How about that for a honeymoon phase? <laughs> Isn't there supposed to be a honeymoon phase when you hire a new coach? and, and Yeah, lasted half a season. All right, the second point, let's address the Komodo dragon in the room here. Nick Mullins, uh, was he relaxed? Yes, he appeared very relaxed. Did he play with poise? Sure, why not? He looked like he'd been in the NFL 10 years. He had never taken a regular season snap before. And this start was the saving grace for the Fox broadcast. If you watched, and I did, you see the open, they have all these production meetings in television. The producers get together. What's our storyline? What's our lead? 
And they always have to have that big lead emotional story that to draw in the casual viewer. And it was obvious that the production team decided this is our lead storyline. We're going to take this faceless, undrafted quarterback who happens to be from the same school Brett Favre, Mr. Popular, played at back in the day, Mr. Anonymous, this guy, and we are going to chronicle every move. And Joe Buck treated Nick Mullins' debut as a quarterback before he even took a snap like the christening of a star. Uh, It was wild. It was wild. It was like baby Jesus was being born. It was stunning. I was like, this guy's undrafted. The Niners blow. What are we doing here? It was the kind of romance from a broadcaster to a player that it's normally review reserved, I should say, for like Aaron Rodgers. Now he gets that. Um, now, my man Joe Buck, if you were to compare more recently, contemporaries would be when Joe Buck was doing the Giants game against the Eagles and was just ravishing with praise Saquon Barkley. Remember that? It was over the top. Uh, in the baseball playoffs, his favorite player, I'm convinced, was Josh Hader of the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, it was ju- it was the, the new Cy Young, uh, Josh Hader. It was just love. It was romance it, is what it was. And, and to his credit, now Nick Mullins feasted on no obstacles from the Raiders' defense. They didn't hold him back. And at one point in the third quarter, the biggest obstruction that Nick Mullins faced was possible fatigue from throwing the ball and maybe a little upset stomach from a pregame meal. He might have had some spicy food before the game. His stomach might have been a little upset. Other than that, nothing. He completed 70, almost 73% of his passes. He averaged almost 12 yards per attempt per pass. Almost 12 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. That's an amazing stat line. His quarterback rating was 151.9. That is a 10. That's the Mona Lisa of opening performances for Nick Mullins. It was, I can go on and on. It was pinpoint accuracy. I think he was very mobile, but he made all the throws. He spread the ball around. I think there were eight different receivers the Niners used, and he put the ball in position where the receiver had some space. Now, part of the reason the receiver had space, no one was playing defense. And when no one plays defense, you can throw the ball where the receiver's in space and can make plays. He didn't panic in the pocket, which we you know, Derek Carr usually does. Uh, didn't do that. So he had that going for him. And I don't know. Was he ever touched? Maybe he was. I don't think he was bruised. I doesn't need to have a, a bubble bath or anything like that after the game. He was the beneficiary, Nick Mullins, of a – you talk about a soft opening. When you open a restaurant, you have like that big opening day of a restaurant. But if – I have uh, friends of mine that have been in the restaurant business. You have like that soft opening, right? You have that soft opening just to make sure the cooks know where everything is and the people that are serving the food and everything. you got to go through the whole deal. You have that soft opening. That, this was a soft opening. And he's getting, he got another soft opening with the Giants coming up. All right. Now, the final word, we're going to hear from John Gruden and some of the Raider guys here in a, in a moment, but the, the final word on this, the Raider franchise right now, this roster, gutless. They are lacking pride. And I get the whole tank thing, and I don't, I'm not fighting that. I believe that is what's going on here. But still, personal pride in performance. This is your product. All right, this is your product. You're selling this. It's, it's like patching, it's like taking a can and vomiting in the can and putting a cap on it and saying, here, I'm, I'm selling my product. It's can vomit. <laughs> And my next product, because you can't have just one product, I'm going to sell 
can diarrhea. So you can pick if you want the you know either end. We we got you covered. Whatever you want, we're good to go. The offense was impotent. The defense spineless. And my man Gruden appears to be suffering from some neurosis here. He does. Let's hear from John Gruden. And here is Gruden talking. Well, actually, let's move on from number one. I want to move to number two here. And uh, let's see. Here's John Gruden. Uh, excitable, he said. He's trying to get people fired up for the Raiders. Here we go. Well, I'm just trying to get people excited about the, the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders is a great organization. I know it's not looking pretty right now. Really? But I've heard a lot of negativity you know, over Why the last six be? or seven months, and rightfully so. We're going to build a championship football team here, and I know a lot of people as players, as fans, and you know, just in general want to be a part of this. Yeah. Ironically, the players on the roster right now don't want to be a part of it, but I guess other players around the NFL want to be a part of it. We'll have more on that uh, later. Does Gruden stick it out? Does Gruden stay with the Raiders when the walls start caving in? Does he stay around? This is tearing into his reputation as a genius. He never lost a game on Monday Night Football. And we had pointed out several times when Gruden's name came up for different jobs around the NFL – that his last run in Tampa, after the Bucks won the crescendo, the Super Bowl, did not go well. It was a pretty mediocre Bucks team for several years with Gruden at the helm, and it's you know, even worse right now. Uh, and it's you know tacking that reputation of this genius boy wonder John Gruden, and it reminds me it's Melrose Place like not the TV show. I'm not going the old TV show Melrose Place, which uh, no. All right, you know what I'm doing here. We have not seen a situation similar to this in professional sports since Barry Melrose. Now, maybe you're not a hockey person, but and I'm not much of one, but Barry Melrose had been a broadcaster for 15 years at ESPN, and he then decided, I would like to come back to coach. And the Tampa Bay franchise hired Barry Melrose after 15 years as a broadcaster out of coaching to come back and be their coach. And he took the job. It was such a disaster. The players revolted that with his tail between his legs, Barry Melrose, out of an 82-game regular season, lasted 16 games and was removed as the coach of the Lightning. And it's, you know, you look at the Raiders here. It's like, what? I, I know the intention. I understand the intention is, well, we're bad, but we're going to try to time it up and we move to Vegas. We're going to be great and all that. But watching Raider football is like rubbernecking, and we're all watching an eleven car pileup, and it's got the Raider logo on the side of the you know several cars there, and you're like, what are we doing, man? Oh man! All right, <laughs> it is the Ben Maller show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas, Solid Gold, Eddie Garcia, right over. I did not. First of all, I, I don't. I'm not right all the time for sure. But I did call this about the Raiders. It is documented. We've got a little sheet over there. You make your predictions before the season starts. This is yeah. before Khalil Mack was traded. I said the Raiders oh, would yeah. be the worst team in the NFL, and I'll be darned if they aren't uh, proving me to be right on that. Oh, one. You, uh, what, who did, oh wait, 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 wait. If you want to play that game, who did I write down as the breakout surprise of the NFL season? Who did I write down? I, I don't. I don't know. I only Coop. care about me. No, I care about me. Coop, go over that piece of paper. Patrick this was, Mahomes. This was, yeah, that's right. Thank you, Roberto. Well, t- together, you and I are just absolute yeah. geniuses. Forget Before- about the uh, – don't read any of the other things, though, Coop. But who knew <laughs> – by the way, who knew the 49ers 
were the greatest team in the NFL at celebrating. Yeah, they man, were dancing, they can man. They were dance. Really they had a guy doing karate kicks and flips. There were a, there was <laughs> a lot were, of, I noticed a lot of pelvic thrusts. Oh, my goodness. There was a lot of pelvic <laughs> thrusts. If you like pelvic thrusts, the 49ers are your team. Now, they haven't had a lot of opportunities to dance and celebrate this year, yeah, granted, yeah. but my goodness. Well, they were supposed to be good. Well, so the players were practicing the offseason. Yeah. They were studying their dances. <laughs> Clearly. And then, and then Garoppolo I got mean, hurt. So my God. Yeah, it was, it was a dance party. It was a dance party for sure, man. The Niners, they you got to enjoy your work, Eddie. Uh, well, you got to yes. enjoy your work. Man. I, they definitely enjoyed themselves. There's no doubt about that. It was Cassius Marsh. Was You're, he doing the kung fu? Was, yes. Yeah, he was he doing was, the kung fu dance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then he's doing the kung fu dance, and Watson's like, dude, he's shaking, he's doing the pelvic thrust over the, uh, one of the Raider linemen there. I'm telling you, that was Martin uh, was doing that. They had if, all. If you think this Nick Mullins kid was impressive, the dancing, come on, that was. Uh... So you got Watson who's you know shaking his thighs over a Raider player, <laughs> and behind him is Marsh who's doing a little kung fu move, and then you've got Sherman bowing down. Yeah, right? yeah. You had, and that's you, I mean, that was one play. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's on the same play. He a ninja roundhouse kick, <laughs> take a bow. Impressive. Impressive. <laughs> I did not know. I'm like I. I felt like wow. This is a. This is the best kept secret in the NFL. <laughs> then you had you had. Uh, you know, we've had other guys in the night. Pierre Garcon. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I mean, they were all dancing. They were having a really good time. They were really enjoying the work. And uh, yeah, but I'm I'm being told that the out on a limb pick on the sheet here. Yeah. That you left yours blank and filled it in that in week a, three. That is a lie. Uh, that is a lie. That was closed that would off. Be, that would be the Mallard no, maneuver. Made, I made that in the beginning of the exhibition season. That before, when, and that was did a, you though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Why, why, I did. why is it a different color ink? Oh, oh no, you are such a, no. Don't do that, Coop. He is such a weasel liar. Uh, no candy for you. I brought, back the box. <laughs> I brought back the box of candy. I got a massive you're, you're, box of candy here. <laughs> I didn't. No, Coop's a weird. He brought the package back. Apparently, I, I brought you, the uh, yeah. The, well, Coop, how did you describe that package, Coop? I forget. What did you say about that package? I deleted that from Roberto. No, sister. Roberto, you put it. that in, right, Roberto? Yeah, I got it. You got it. All right, you got to find that. That's it. People are demanding that. I told the guy Dave who sent us all the candy. I said, Dave, it cost you a lot of money. And you, I don't know if we gave you enough, and we didn't send you wow. anything in return. Eddie, it's, it's the biggest package I've ever seen. Yeah. 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 So I, I told him, I said, that soundbite alone, that will outlast all this candy. This candy <laughs> well, will go bad, sure, yeah. and then we will have that for the rest of time. We will have that soundbite. I, let the wow, I left the wow in there. Let's see. Do we like the wow play again? Wow. Eddie, it's, it's the biggest big. package I've ever seen. Yeah. That was a good decision, Roberto. Leave the wow in. Yeah. 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 Wow. Coop has seen his share. Let's share packages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Do we have some other great coop drops? I uh, like the com, one com, com, Kobu or Komoto. Oh. Well, yeah, it's coop. All right, we got to look at the time. Oh my god! All right, we got to get to the one the uh, the joke about the horse. What the sound the horse makes? We need to get to that. <laughs> no, no, that's not it. No, no. All right, we'll take your calls eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. This is what we call piling on. It's uh, pinata time at a kid's birthday. Everyone gets a swing at the Raiders. Uh, have a good time. Knock yourself out. It's a wonderful time of the year. All right, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. And I'm going to complain. I'm upset with Twitter. I'm going to complain about something Twitter did. I'm going to yell about this because I think they made a mistake. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. On the Ben Maller Show, we specialize in sarcasm, snark, and satire, all things needed to survive the shady late-night characters on Twitter, let your thoughts be heard by the masses under the cover of the microblogging website and follow your host, Ben Maller, on Twitter. He is at 
Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia, your humble sidekick, the voice of reason. I'm at Eddie on Fox. It's so big, I don't think you could really kind of get your mouth around it. I mean, it's you know what I'm saying? Talking about a hamburger at a game. That's I a don't lie. know why that's, that's so, a lie. so funny. It's hilarious. And I'm live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Yes, it is. It is I. I, I have to complain about Twitter. Now, we... If you saw the game, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know how many people were watching. I think there were about seven people watching the end of that game because why would you? I didn't watch it. That's a lie. No, I don't think he did. He's not wearing any Raider gear. None. He's got a Dodge. Is that a Dodger hat? He'd rather wear a loser Dodger hat than wear any Raider stuff. It speaks volumes. It does, right? So so Nick Mullins, this no-name, undrafted guy who got his opportunity there with the (laughs) <laughs> with the 49ers, uh, Mullins uh, goes out, he does his thing, fine, and he gets verified on Twitter during the game. They, ma- they make a big deal about it. You know, Nick Mullins uh, verified on Twitter, these historic uh, numbers, all this stuff. So they're, they're having a good time with that. Um, but here's the problem. I got, I'm going to complain, okay? He should not have been verified. You know, that, that the other team wasn't trying. He's got to win a legitimate NFL game, number one, okay? When the other team is deciding we want to play the prevent defense the entire game. We want to run. We're going to tackle you seven, eight yards past the line of scrimmage on every single play. You should not reward that person with verification. Plus, now I have a verified Twitter account. It I had to pull strings. Now, I've had it for a number of years, but I had to pull strings. I, I was in a race with Pat O'Brien when Pat O'Brien worked here, and uh, I, I recall – I, I was calling people I hadn't talked to in years. Hey, help me out here. I, you got to take care of me. And all. So finally I, I got verified. But but that damn Pat O'Brien, like he he got verified a couple of days before me. It was like a week or two before me. I forget exactly how long. It was, it was a short period of time. And he sends me a text message in the morning. I'm sleeping because I'm doing the overnight show. And he sends me a text, uh, P.O.B., like uh, goofing on me. So then I got verified. I had to, I had to literally send my driver's license into Twitter and all this stuff. But anyway, uh, so then I sent it back to him, and he, he didn't even really care. I was so upset. But it's a joke. The Raiders weren't even trying. They weren't even trying. I mean, you give, you give the guy verification on Twitter? You know what's verification when he beats a real NFL team? That's verification. And this guy, Mullins, he's got another bonus because did you see who the 49ers play next after the Raiders? You didn't see that? You're not familiar with the 49ers schedule? It's a bad job by you. The San Francisco 49ers, who play in Santa Clara, their next game is a Monday night game against the Giants. That's a win. That's a win. So he's going to be 2-0 going into the bye week. Will we ever see C.J. Beathard play again? Well, the answer is yes, because once Mullins has to play teams that are actually trying, like, they play Seattle, the Niners do in a couple weeks. I think they have to play them twice in, like, a three-week span. Uh, and then the last part of the Niners' schedule is a slaughterhouse. Uh, so we'll find out if there's any legitimacy to to Mullins. But that's a bad job by Twitter, okay? That's a bad job by them. Shame on them. Uh, how dare them? It's impossible to get verified, though, these days if you're not somebody in the NFL or it's hard, major yeah. celebrity. Well, that's why I'm verified. Major star, and I—it was, it was much easier when when. No, it was not. It was not easy at all. It was I had to contact you know people that the my barber's cousin's daughter's <laughs> best friend that knew someone that worked at Twitter, and it was a pain in the ass. 
It was an absolute pain in the ass. I still owe favors to people from getting that done, by the way. And it's you know, 10 years ago, whatever it was. It's been a long time. All right. Anyway, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'll press on. We'll take some calls here. Some legendary callers lined up. And if you would like to be part, a line open for you, too, at 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. And I got one of the most unusual things I've ever received in the mail. And I want to talk about it. I want to share it with you. And I've received goat heads. I've, I've gotten some ridiculous things over the years uh, in the mail. We'll talk about that as well. We'll get to that coming up here in a minute. But right now, though, we get get caught up on the latest, and we say hello to Eddie Garcia. Eddie? Well, Ben, we start with Thursday night NFL football, the Battle of the Bay Area as the 49ers roll over the Raiders. You throw out their records, Eddie, when That's they right. get together. Yeah, 34-3 San Francisco with the win, snapping a six-game losing streak. They win behind quarterback Nick Mullins. Who? In his first NFL start, 16 to 22 passing, 262 he's, yards. He's verified now, Eddie. That's what I heard. Yeah. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. Now, statistically, it's one of the best debuts in NFL history. Mullins finished with a quarterback rating of 151.9. It's the highest for a quarterback with at least 10 attempts in an NFL debut since the merger in 1970. Oakland drops to one Isn't and seven the on point, the year. That's the point of demarcation, right? Many of the NFL stats started with the merger. They always say since 1970, since the merger. That's accurate, yeah. yes. All right. Uh, we did have some college football, 12th ranked Central Florida with a 52-41 over Temple. Central Florida now 8-0 and on the year. They uh, extend the nation's longest winning streak, now 21 wins in a row. NBA action, the Bucks knocked from the ranks of the unbeaten in Boston, losing to the Celtics 117-113. Boston hitting a franchise record 24 three-pointers. As Milwaukee is now 7-1 on the year with that first loss of the year. NHL game of the night, battle of the top two teams in the league. The Predators go on the road, beat the Lightning 4-1. Nashville goalie Pekarene, 42 saves in his return to the ice from injury. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, you were talking about Twitter. I saw on Twitter, and I don't know if we care about this or not, but uh, what? apparently in the Thursday night NFL game, before the game, we had a 49ers cheerleader taking a knee during the national anthem. Oh, is that right? Yeah, we've got a bunch of pictures on Twitter of this uh, this young lady yeah. doing her Colin Kaepernick impression. Oh, that's great. Yeah. She'll be playing safety for the Carolina Panthers next week, actually. They'll be uh, in Carolina. They're going to sign her right now. <laughs> That's good. But after she makes the rounds on, she'll be on, let's see here. Uh, what she, she'll be on Good Morning America. CNN, yeah. right, to do a sit-down. Uh, yeah, all about that, man. This will be all those morning shows. Oh, yeah. The intellectuals will have a field day with that. They are going to, oh, her backstory will be all over the place. Can't uh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, oh, she'll be. Smartest move she could ever make. That actually is true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Who the hell knows who the 49er cheerleaders are? (laughs) The gold rush. Come on. The gold rush? Is that what Yeah. Okay. Greater Reds, baby. Good for her. I'm sure she's got an amazing tale. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. That's uh, I think how Roberto works. I'm proud of the Raiders. I'm not wearing any Raider gear, but you know what? When you tank, you got to do it the right way. They're doing it the right (laughs) way. Well said. They are doing it the right way. (laughs) They're going all in. They're not going halfway. Yeah. Do it right. Now, is that cheerleader? It's been unidentified still, right? They don't know her name. Is that, is that right? It's mystery. I, I have not seen a name yet, no. Like we would know, you know, Ashley or. Yeah. You know, 
What's a good cheerleader name? What are most cheerleaders? Ashley's names? pretty solid. That's a solid yeah, one, right? That's, pretty that's good. not a bad one. Yeah. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. Well, good luck to her. I'm sure she's had a great amount of injustice in her life. All right, we're coming to you from the Geico, because I, I know when I was in school, the good-looking girls who were cheerleaders, yeah. guys were very mean to uh, them. They were very mean to them when they were in the school. The obstacles. Yeah. Yes. Good-looking women in particular. There's a lot of injustice against beautiful women in society today. All right, we are coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So I have, I've gotten amazing things in the mail. You guys have been so great to me. The, the Maller Militia, I've, right now I've got in my bag here, I've got a Rusev action figure that I have. It's kind of my mascot. I pull that out from the bag there. We put that in the studio usually during the show. We've got that. I've gotten all kinds of minor league baseball hats, guys' businesses. I, I collect these hats, and I have a hat rotation Right now, I'm wearing my St. Saint Paul Saints hat that Arik got us, and so I'm wearing that right now. I'm pretty proud of that. Uh, and yeah, like, like random minor league. So I, I picked up a lot of cool stuff. I, Doc Mike, who calls in, if you listen to the full show, you've heard of Doc. He sent me a goat head, three goat heads. One of them I did not receive because the mail department here at iHeartMedia was unhappy because there was blood coming out of the box, and I got a very angry email and a more angry phone call from our boss at that time, Uh-oh. who somehow thought that I was the one that sent, I, I'd sent the goat head to myself, you know. I, and so then, Doc, what he would do is he'd write in big black marker, no animal blood. In, and he'd, send, <laughs> he'd keep sending stuff, and it was, yeah. Well, that's, you know, that takes care of everything. Just write that on the sure. box. Sure, yeah, Nothing exactly. Nothing suspicious about that. But I got something in the mail this week, Eddie. That I've never received. It's uh, very unique. And I, I don't know that I'm supposed to get it. So I got a package in the mail, and it, it was there was no note, and it was just this. this I don't, You can't see any, but I'm holding up. Uh, it's a coin. It's a coin, yeah. Yeah. And, well, it doesn't seem un- that unusual. Well, it is. It's unique, Eddie, because and I've unfortunately um, not been to this thing called recovery. Uh, I have not. I have friends. Oh, that have been, I know what you're. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I have friends that have been to recovery, but yeah, I you, have not done it. I mean, maybe I need to go to recovery, but I haven't. But anyway, uh, I digress. This is a one-month recovery coin that Blind Scott sent from uh, from Boston. So, I, are you supposed to send these out? Are you supposed to keep these? I don't know how it works. I think you're supposed to to hold on to that. Yeah. yeah. Let's check in now with Blind Scott for this very kind gift. Do I need to send this back, Blind Scott? You're not going to get in trouble, are you? No, no. I've been going in that. I mean, it's like 10 years. I could run my own meeting here. I have so many of those from when I've been coming. <laughs> out. They, 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 call that, they call that chip. That's a 30-day chip. It's called the chip of rage, you know, and I'm going to get a two-month one, and I'm going to send it. You can keep it. And then, you know, I'm just doing so good here today, though. I had City Hall call me and apologize to that guy that – that I said those terrible things to. They said he acted out of line. And then I got into another argument with a guy with a truck. He had to block in the sidewalk and uh, he wanted to fight me. And then he said, you're walking away. So I, I didn't turn, I didn't turn around. I turned around, I got in his face and then I took a picture of his truck and I called his boss and it was an Italian guy from Providence. And me and him talked on the phone for 45 minutes and I pretended like I lived in this neighborhood my whole life. You know, I'm just like, uh, I'm an amazing guy here. I was standing up for the Celtics game earlier and somebody was telling me that Kramer was the boss and I was saying I was the boss and somebody gave me 20 bucks and I'm going to start selling bootleg gear. You know, this, this recovery, this recovery thing, but you know, I'm 57 days sober today. 
I'm I'm 57 days sober today. I got three nicotine lozenges in my mouth right now, and you know I'm just doing I'm doing something. I haven't had a cigarette, a drink, or a drug, you know. And I, I I even had I had Mexican food today, and my stomach is killing me. I don't know why those Mexicans make that food like that. <laughs> well, you delicious. Well, in Boston, you my theory is the further you get away from Mexico, the worse the Mexican food is. Yeah, so, it might not be too good. Yeah, in, Mex- you know, in Boston, I don't know how good it is, but yeah, they have great Italian food, as you know, because you live on the north end there in Boston. But, yeah, 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 I'm so sick of Italian. I could never have Italian food ever again. I've had it so much. You know, chicken, broccoli, and ziti is not for me anymore. Dude, um... So what are you going to do with that coin? You're going to put it in your collection. I'm going to send some more. You can give them to the whole crew as they come in. You don't have to keep them off yourself. But they yeah. give you one for every month. So I'll well, get all I, the way. I, I, I looked at it, Blunts, because I've never like I've, been, I've never been to recovery. So I, I was like, what is this? And then I saw, I read it. And I was like, okay, now it makes sense. And and you had mentioned. Oh, yeah. I thought you were kidding when you said you were going to send it. I thought, well, you're just joking. You're not really going to do that. But you did. Yeah, I was in. Yeah. I was in the post office, and some nerd mailing out comics books filled out the envelope for me. But I, you know, I got the address through the chamber of commerce. So. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, it cost me $4.69. My mom's going to give me a special envelope, so it only cost me like $0.30 cents next time. Oh, good. So, I mean, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mail you guys all types of stuff. I'll send you guys like granite coffee and everything from the north end. I can send you guys whatever now that I get the mail address. And the lady at the post office says I can cut the line. She says she's sit in the chair right next there and she'll help me right away. So, at the bank today, some lady tried to cut the line and said I was a lawyer. And I said, get the hell out of here then. You know what I mean? But, hey, you know, I need a lawyer now, a municipal ADA lawyer, because I found out that the city of Boston writes code around the Americans with Disability Act. So I'm going to be rich again. I got another case. I got a federal case, a class action case. You know, I'm just going to be taking down everybody. I'm going to get six figures again. I'm going to climb my way back up to the top of the mountain, you know? Uh, Of course, yes. And you're the perfect guy. Not that anyone should ever sell counterfeit merchandise, but if anyone should, it would be you because you've got the ultimate trump card. Hey, I'm blind. I think it looks real. To me, it feels real. I don't know what the hell it is. It it feels real. All right, thank you, Blind Scott. Uh, Very kind Oh, look at that. We're going to get goodies from Blind Scott. Now, Ben, you've met Blind Scott. I have. I've had a meal with him, although he didn't eat. It was very uncomfortable. Yeah. We went to a pizza place in Boston. Kramer ate for him, as I recall. Well, Kramer not only ate for him, but then attacked the yeah. the, the waiter there, the waitress. <laughs> yeah. Now, you've met him, but he, he always talks about like seeing things and taking yeah. pictures and if if, if I, I question whether he's actually blind. No, no, he's <laughs> very blind. No, he but he had that uh, disease where he he could see for years, and then he lost his vision a few years ago. I understand, ago, so. but yeah. he always talks about seeing things. How is he, well, how is he taking pictures and things? Well, it's and, like atheists talk about religion. It's it's the same thing. Mean, but he, how does he take pictures of some guy's truck and figure out what his business is and complain about it? I don't know. This is, uh, I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> he does take pictures. You've seen his pictures, Eddie. They're like, they're, <laughs> you don't know whether he's looking at the ground or the <laughs> sky or <laughs> He did have one of They're my favorite in- all-time Avatar pictures at one time where it was like half the his, head. his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. And the best part was he was trying to pick up girls with that. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm sure women were like, oh, oh, look at the guy. I can see the top of his head and it's one of his eyes. That's beautiful, yes. I sit down when I pee. Right, we'll press on. Time now for the Who Am I game. We also have the NFL Pick'em. We'll get to that coming up in a moment. Here's the Who Am I game. Adam Thielen of the Vikings. He has at Who? least 100 yards receiving and a receiving touchdown in five straight games. It's the longest streak since me back in the 1990s. Again, Adam Thielen has at least 100 yards receiving for Minnesota and a touchdown in five straight games. Longest streak since me back in the 1990s. I would say there's a 0% chance you get this right. The answer, though, we'll get to that. We'll do it next. 
Almost all talk shows sound the same after a while. Think of us as a sports talk oasis from the mundane. The Ben Maller Show Facebook page is our own unique meeting place with over 2 billion of our closest friends, most of whom ignore us. Please take a second to like our page. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We will have coming up momentarily the NFL Pick'em, which is a longer feature, so I probably should not do too much small talking. You know, I get carried away with nonsense here. Not that we do nonsense, because we don't do nonsense, but yeah. All right, here's the Who Am I game. Adam Feeland of the Vikings. It's been pretty good. Yeah, he had that big turnover against the Saints, but hey, no one's perfect. He has had at least 100 yards receiving and a touchdown receiving in five straight games. Longest such streak since me way back in the 1990s. Man, I was even alive in the 90s. All right, so uh, that's the question. What's the answer? Big Lou... Says Mark Matson, the great dancer. Who else do we have? Robbie the Mariner fan going with TJ Hushmanzada. Very proud that I still know how to say his name. Jeff going Jack Snow. Tommy Tutone from Ernie in Michigan. Brian Bosworth, the boss from the Polish, you know what. Uh, Randy Savage tossed out by Greg. Car parking Kyle's changes avatar to the Chiefs logo. He's got Scuba Steve as his answer. Little Troller says Freddie Mercury. Is the answer. David Boston from Mr. Wonderful. It's a good name. David Boston, Mr. Steroid Guy back in the day from the Ohio State University. The Evil Weed Man Hippie account checks in with Evil Knievel. See what they did there. Uh, Fred, I like the, I'd like to thank my hands, Barnett. No, Freddie Mitchell said that. How dare you? That's the great Fred X, friend of mine, back when he was at UCLA back in the day. Jay, formerly of Philadelphia, now in Florida, who needs to write a cartoon for me of my face, is going with Anthony Carter. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? Yes, it's Willie Flipper Anderson. That's a good name, but no, not Flipper Anderson. Here's a blast in the past. You talk about one-hit wonders. Patrick Jeffers. You remember him, Patrick Jeffers? He had one big year for the Carolina Panthers in 1999. He's the last guy to do it. Patrick Jeffers. Look him up. Who? With a J. Patrick Jeffers. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. It's time now for the NFL Pick'em. Daily Fantasy. We don't have too much time, but we have enough to celebrate me. Coop, who was the winner? You were the winner, Ben. What's my name, Coop? I just said your name. We don't have enough time. We don't have enough time? All right, with the first pick on the NFL Pick'em, let's go with number 30, Todd Gurley. Eddie. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. You got him. He's off the board. Koopaloop. Christian McCaffrey. Roberto. Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara. All right. One more, Roberto. Pick up the pace. Adam Thielen. All right. Koopaloop. Kirk Cousins. You're going to have your Kirk Cousins. I'll take DeAndre uh, Hop. Oh, Eddie. Go ahead, Eddie. Uh, Kareem Hunt. Good. All right. DeAndre Hopkins. And I will also go with uh, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. Uh, Back to you, Eddie. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. All right. You got him. Koop. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. I think he already got picked. Roberto. No, he didn't. Okay. Julio Jones. Julio Jones. You got him. One more. Uh, Hurry Gron- up. Gronk. You got Gronk. Okay, Coop. Cortland Sutton. All right. Has it, uh, Eddie. Michael Thomas. Has Aaron Rodgers been picked? No. All right. I got Aaron Rodgers, and I'll take uh, Mike Evans. Eddie. O.J. Howard. Koopa Loop. Demarius Thomas. Oh, wow. Roberto. Bur- Drew Brees. I think we got it in, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, time to spare. Surprised. I'm shocked we got it in. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
A debut for the ages. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Years ago, Joe Montana, in his first game with the Niners as a starter, passed for 36 yards. He did not have a passing touchdown in his first game as a quarterback. It was a different era in the NFL. Steve Young, in his first performance with the Niners, he had been elsewhere, but Steve Young had 80 yards passing. He did have a touchdown. Now, Nick Mullins, who finished up with 262 yards and three touchdowns it is since 1950 one of the three greatest opening acts in NFL history in fact according to the NFL's research department the list of players that have had 250 or more passing yards three passing touchdowns or more and no interceptions in their debut the list is Fran Tarkington in 1961 Jim Kelly in 1986, and Nick Mullins in 2018, period, stop. That's the list. Who doesn't belong in the list? That list made possible by John Gruden and the Oakland Raiders defense. The of the Raiders. Yes. A dollar store defensive effort by John Gruden and the Raiders. Wow. <laughs> El stink bombs all over the place. That was a wet fart like performance by the Raiders in that game. I I tuned in because I like Schadenfreude. I'm a Schadenfreude kind of guy, so I tuned into the radio broadcast of the Raiders in the uh, in the late third quarter. And I I love Lincoln Kennedy because he works here some, and I I did some shows with him years ago and. Lincoln's one of the few people in the world that will make me feel small, and I love people that make me feel small because there are very few of those people out there. Like I like Boban from the Clippers because he makes me feel like a like a nine year old girl. And and and, and you know, anyway, so the point is, I've I know Lincoln a little bit, and Musburger's trying to be positive, like you know, old Brent Musburger's trying to be positive. And Lincoln's like, hey, Brent, it's only the third quarter. It's like, he's like reminding him how bad how bad a situation it was <laughs> for the race. Maybe I'm the only one that enjoyed that. Maybe I was the only one listening, but I thought it was hilarious. I was laughing my ass off. I was like, wow, that is, that is tremendous, 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 tremendous. So you get the point. Listen, the 49ers, uh, they – Destroyed. That was a charbroiling situation of the Raiders. 34 to 3, the final. So the 49ers get their second win of the year. Their first legitimate win. They barely beat the Lions back in week two, but that was when they had Jimmy Garoppolo. And so the, the Niners now improved to 2 and 7 on the year. They'll be 3 and 7. They can play the Giants next week. Although everyone's going to be betting on the Niners, there'll be this overreaction. I have a theory on no-name quarterbacks that come out of you know, fall out of heaven like manna from heaven there, and they play well. Typically, there is a regression to the mean. Sometimes, though, it doesn't happen in week two. It takes a couple of weeks occasionally for that to kick in. But at some point, at some point, that will kick in. Uh, we don't want to talk too much about that, right? I, did I did I give you the uh, what what pick did I give you? I think I did give you the uh, 
the Raiders. That was a, quite the pick. That was a solid, solid pick. Good job. All right. Uh, yes. the Raiders last week, too. Yeah. Never again. That's it. <laughs> never never, the, <laughs> never again. All right. Let's get to it. Here we go. You know what we do every week about this time. Welcome, players. You're welcome. Are you up for more Maller Mayhem? Yeah. It's time now. The Benny versus the Penny. And we kick off the full card of games for week nine in the NFL. That appetizer, like a bad piece of seafood, that appetizer. We got better stuff to get to here. Now, we will not be discussing the Arizona Cardinals, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Indianapolis Colts, Jacksonville, the Giants, or the Eagles, because all those teams have their bye week. It's one of the heavier bye weeks of the NFL. Six teams on vacation. And yes, the Giants have already had a player arrested. All right, here we go. Detroit. Well, actually, before we get to I guess we have to look back. Do we really want to look back? Yeah, of Things course have not we been do, going ben. very well. We lately. definitely want to look back. We're in a rough patch right now. This is not going the way we were hoping it would go here. The mid-season blues. I mean, when you say we, you're obviously not talking about the penny. Uh, ben, last week you went 4 and 10 against the spread. That could happen, you know. Penny went 8 and 6. Yeah. Sorry. To retake the lead overall. Back and forth, though. It's neck and neck. You are 58 and 56. And six. And then uh, the penny is 61 and 53. What's my record? 58 and 56. So I'm two. So if I don't have a good week this week, I'm going under 500. That's right. Damn it. All right. I'm going to have a great week. I am going to. I, I, I talked to the heavens. All right. Let me tell you something. It's going to be a big week. Winner, 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 chicken dinner, as Fox Sports Radio alumnus David Stein said back in the day. All right, let's get to it. Detroit 3-4, and four, Minnesota 3-3-1. Three, three and one. That kicks off Benny versus the Penny this week. It's on Fox. You better watch. Tom Brenneman and Chris Spielman, the former Lion. I'm sure he won't be biased at all in favor of the Lions. In the Fox box that rocks calling this game, the Vikings opened up a seven-point favorite, a touchdown favorite in this game. The line now, though, is at four and a half. I like the Lions. I don't love the Lions in this game, but I'm going to take the Lions. I know the game's in Minnesota. Here's why. Both these teams had a debacle last week. The Lions were sloppy, got blown off the field by Seattle in a home game. Blowout. The Vikings won the stats, but self-inflicted wounds did them in against the New Orleans Saints. They contained Drew Brees, and it didn't matter. So I expect both teams to play better. I also expect this to be a close game. So you're getting value in taking four and a half points if you think this is going to be a close game. Number two, this favors the Lions a bit, and I'll tell you why. 77% of the Vikings' yardage is gained via the pass. They're the fourth highest in the NFL in that, that area. The Lions, though, have the second best at containing the pass. So you're going against the strength of the Lions and the Vikings, their strength against the Lions' strength. The key here for Detroit, as it has been when they have won, is balance with on Johnson to take the edge off Matthew Stafford. And in the past, Stafford has been very poor against Mike Zimmer defenses. So if you're the Lions, it's obvious you want to run the ball more, focus on on Johnson. Stafford's average, I think it's almost 60 yards less per game against a Zimmer defense than he has against the other teams. But I'm taking the Lions to cover. Vikings 28, Lions 27. 
Our first disagreement of the week, the penny is going with the Vikings. All right, it's a win for me. So I'm already ahead of the penny for this week. Game number, well, I guess we're even. Well, the penny picked the Raiders too, right? The penny picked the Raiders. That is correct. Yeah. What a dope. Kansas City, 7-1. and one. Cleveland, 2-5-1. and one. No need to watch. It's not on Fox. The Chiefs opened up a 10-and-a-half-point favorite. That line moved down to 8-and-a-half, despite the fact everyone seems to be loving a little Kansas City, the public all over the Chiefs, 85%, over 85% of the money on the side of Kansas City. The gambling public loves it. I'm taking the Browns here, and I'll tell you why. This is a contrarian pick. You win money with contrarian picks. This is the beginning of the Greg Williams era in Cleveland. It's not going to be a long year. It's going to be a very short era. The Browns finally whacked Hugh Jackson. Will it make a difference? Oftentimes when you change coaches, there's an initial rush of energy, like a caffeine high, a sugar rush. Uh, And I I say, why not? Cleveland has to get back to what they were doing early in the year when even though they weren't winning, they were were competitive. They were in games here. They, They have certainly not been doing that lately. They have not. They've been sloppy, and that's one of the reasons Hugh Jackson got let go. And this is also a spot where you look at Kansas City and say, is this where they come out flat-footed? The issue for the Browns, their defense has been on the field the most snaps in the NFL this season. <laughs> the, the, the offense has completely been stuck in molasses. The Browns have scored on just 27% of their possessions since Baker Mayfield took over. So that was back in week four. So it's not going well. It's not going well. And you know, Mahomes, you figure you're going to get four touchdowns. He's done that three straight games. and nothing, you know, Voila. This is one of those games. You're not going to get up for the Cleveland Browns. Nobody gets up for the Cleveland Browns. The Chiefs have won games at Arrowhead Stadium by an average of 17 points a game. In their road games, though, Kansas City has only won by an average of four points a game. And Cleveland, you know, their, their stats are all over the place. But I'm taking a risk here. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to take the Browns to cover. Chiefs 30, Browns 23. Penny going with the Chiefs. It's Penny versus the Penny. Handicapping every NFL game against the number. Next up, we head to Maryland. Pittsburgh, 4-2-1 at Baltimore, 4-4. The Ravens opened a field goal favorite. That line has stayed flat, so the Ravens still favored by three, which tells you it's an even matchup. It's a second matchup this year. The Ravens got the Steelers earlier in the season in a surprise. 82% on the side of Pittsburgh to get a pound of flesh in revenge. I am not, though. I'm going to take the Ravens in this game at home. The Steelers have been feasting on the poor and weak. In the NFL, they have been racking up the NFL's highest scoring margin the last three weeks, beating on beating up on tomato cans. And you also have Ben Roethlisberger, who's got a bum left index finger. He missed some practice time this week. It's not his throwing hand, but you still have to use both hands when you're fielding the snap. So will that be a factor in this game? And the other thing I like here, is the fact that Roethlisberger's kryptonite has been Baltimore. The last five trips to Baltimore, he has averaged less than 235 yards passing, less than 6.5 yards per attempt. He has his five touchdowns and five interceptions over the last five games. Not been good. 
He has not been good, Roethlisberger, against the Ravens. I know that's what has happened. It doesn't tell you what's going to happen. This is a big spot for the Ravens. They've been in, in a lull here going through the motions the last four games. They've lost three of their last four. They did win that game in Pittsburgh earlier in the Steel City. Well, this is the spot. Joe Flacco has been below average. Again, he's upside down of late. 31st-ranked quarterback in the NFL the last four weeks. Behind Jameis Winston, who has already been benched by the Buccaneers. Also, C.J. Beathard, who's out, and Brock Osweiler better. Yikes. Uh, nevertheless, I'm going to take the Ravens here by three. Baltimore, 24. The Pittsburgh Steelers, 18. Penny going with the Steelers. Okay, well, good luck. It is the Ben Maller Show. Benny versus the Penny. No calls this hour, but we will test your fan knowledge, see how much you know about all this nonsense that is the NFL. And here's the first question. You can answer this on Twitter. On Twitter, and that's at Ben Maller. Who leads the league with five games completing 50% or fewer of his passes? No other quarterback has more than two. Who leads the NFL with five games of completing 50% or fewer of his passes? Nobody else has more than two. That is the question. The answer next. On the Ben Maller Show, we specialize in sarcasm, snark, and satire. All things needed to survive the shady late-night characters on Twitter. Let your thoughts be heard by the masses under the cover of the microblogging website and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He is usually manning the phones, but not this hour. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de loop Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. And we'll get back to it in a moment. Benny versus the Penny, the full Monty here. All the games from Week 9 in the NFL. Redemption Weekend, they're calling it in the building here. People very excited in the hallways. Cheering me on. Go Team Maller. Big week. Big, 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 big week. All right, this portion of... The Ben Maller Show, Benny versus the Penny, brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. Who le- Who leads, I should say, who leads the NFL with five games of completing 50% or fewer of his passes? No other quarterback has had more than two. That's the question. What's the answer? Ed from Spokane is going with Clay Travis. Bob Gagliano from Lamont, that's his guess. Hashim got it right, but he used two guesses, so that's a bad job by you. Who do we have? Marvin, the Michigan man, going with Sam Cassell. Who else? Let's see. Page down. Page down. Uh, Ron Mexico from Ivinson at the Quickie Mart in Orlando. Philly Rob choking on his cheesesteak says Nick, Super Bowl MVP, Foles. Donald Duck, who used to call into the instant advice line, has been guessed. Josh Allen from Rod, the ambassador in Bakersfield. Uh, Derek Carr tossed out by Jeff. Joe Flacco sucks from the Viking. Dakota Prescott from Joe in San Antonio. Blake Bortles from Trip. That's his guess. Ray Carruth tossed out by Rob. Do you have an answer, uh, Eddie? Do you? Uh, yes, okay. it was uh, former Raider great Mark Wilson. The great Mark Wilson. He, boy, he did. He did stink. That's not a bad guess. The correct answer, though, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold of USC. Number one. 
Well, he's number one at not completing passes like he should complete. How about that? Let's get back to it. It is Benny versus the Penny we head. Speaking of the Jets, they take on the Miami Dolphins. It's amazing how that often happens. Jets and Dolphins, the next game on our board. It's in Miami, Miami, Miami. The Dolphins opened a three-point favorite. This game has stayed flat. Dolphins favored by three. The public, a slight lean to the Jets, a little over 60%, but not a dramatic lean. I'm going to go with Miami, and I realized that I said I would never pick them again last week after they played the Houston Texans and had a Raider-like performance in that game, but we're talking about the Jets, okay? The Jets, they're, they're worse than the Dolphins. This is football incompetence on display for the world to see. Neither one of these teams is well-coached. The, the game the Dolphins played in Houston was a monstrosity. But then the game the Jets played in Chicago was horrible. I expect a better performance from the Fish in this game. The, the Jets have their issues as well. I don't expect much from them. Sam Darnold has been brutal for the most part. The Dolphins, though, they have scored 11 offensive touchdowns from outside the red zone. That's one thing they've been pretty good at. In fact, it's number one in the NFL. I think they got half of those in that game against the Bears couple weeks ago, the Jets have allowed the most touchdowns outside the red zone. So the Dolphins have these guys that are fast, can break through a defense, and the Jets' defense has allowed the most plays like that. And what the heck? I mean, you, you look at some of the uh, the stats here. The Jets had that big game against the Broncos where they ran for 300 yards, and it was, wow, they finally figured it out. Since that game, the Jets – are last in the NFL averaging less than three yards per carry rushing. They had 300-plus yards, 320-plus yards against the Broncos. The last three weeks, the Jets, 2.8 yards. Now, to be fair, the Dolphins have struggled at basic football. It's like football follies every time the Dolphins take the field. Uh, Anyway, the the second point here, Miami's middle-of-the-road team looked terrible against the Texans. People are uh, slightly overreacting, the, the public slightly overreacting, because the Jets are terrible too. Quarterback matchup, Osweiler's actually been better than Darnold, but pretty much everyone's been better than Darnold. Dolphins, 24. Jets, 16. Yet another disagreement. Penny going with the Jets. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hill to die on with the Jets. Next up, Tampa Bay at Carolina. Why need do you need to watch this game? It's on Fox. You better watch Kenny Albert, friend of the show, and Rondé Barber, not a friend of the show. Tampa Bay three and four, Carolina five and two. That is the matchup in this game. Panthers open a seven point favorite, down a, a half a tick. Carolina favored by six and a half. The public. A slight lean to the Bucks. The money's pretty even. I'm going to go with Tampa in this game, and a couple of reasons why. We're going back to the doppelganger of Conor McGregor at quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he can jumpstart an offense that didn't really need jumpstarting. They just needed less mistakes. The guy that's the happiest is Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson, did you see this stat the other day when – Fitzpatrick has played Watson uh, when Deshaun Jackson has played and not uh, the the other guy, Jameis Winston. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's caught 81% of his passes from Ryan Fitzpatrick. When it's Jameis Winston, he's caught 36%. 
So listen, the Bucks' offense is, is has been a tornado with Ryan Fitzpatrick, with Jameis Winston more like a light drizzle, more like a light drizzle. Uh, and you know, Carolina's a better team; they're the the more complete team. They are coming off a blowout win against the Ravens. Nevertheless, I expect this to be a seesaw type of game, more like the games the Carolina Panthers played against the Giants, or when they came back in Philly, the Amish rifle. I'm expecting the good version of Ryan Fitzpatrick to show up. In fact, he's the NFL's top passer on the road this year. Buccaneers 33, Panthers 30. Penny picks the Panthers. All right, some disagreement there. It's a divisional game. You're getting almost a touchdown. That's a good recipe. Next up, Atlanta 3-4, Washington 5-2. It's on Fox. You probably should watch Kevin Burkhart and Charles Davis, the voice of Madden. He's a good guy. Uh, not, you know, not that I know the other guy, but uh, Davis is a good guy. Uh, and so that game on Fox, Redskins opened a three-point favorite. They're only a one-and-a-half-point home favorite over the Falcons. Slight lean on public money to the Falcons, even though they're three and four. I'm going to take the Redskins here. And the the reason why it's it's like the, the the public's like slow to realize that Atlanta's a middle of the road team here. They're not a legit threat to win the NFC. The Falcons are allowing over seven yards per play on first down this season. On first down, you start out getting seven. You have then two downs to get three yards to get a first down. It's the highest in the NFL. Uh, we're in week nine. We're not in week two or week three. And Atlanta has rushed for an NFL low. 67.8 yards per game over their past five. So they can't run efficiently. They don't stop anybody on first down. Why would you bet on them and you only have to give up a point and a half if you bet on the Redskins? Now, I am not convinced that the Redskins will have staying power. And it's a very, how should I say it? It's an aesthetically unpleasing combination of Alex Smith and Adrian Peterson. Not a lot of star power. Josh Norman's not a big star anymore on defense. They don't have many stars on defense. They're finding ways to win ugly. It is bizarro world. At some point, the trap door is going to open up and swallow the Redskins. I'm counting on it not happening this week. The Redskins have been so good. How good have they been that they trail only the Rams and Chiefs in percentage of offensive snaps where they have had the lead? Unbelievable. It's insane what's what's going on. Redskins 30. Falcons 26. We have agreement. Penny picks the Redskins. Penny picks the Redskins. Next up, Chicago and Buffalo. Woo! I should text my friend Chris Myers. Hey, Chris, you're calling the game, man. That's exciting. It's on Fox. Do what you want. Uh, Chris Myers, Daryl Moose Johnston have the call. The Bears open an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Then they announced Buffalo did that Nathan Peterman would be the starter. That jumped up to 10. So it's a double-digit line. Chicago, the road team here at 4-3. and three. Man, I was really trying to come up with a way to pick the Bills. I couldn't do it. I, I can't. I, I don't mind losing this game if Peterman throws for five touchdowns and no interceptions, but I'm not going to bet on him. Until you show me something. You got to show me something. I'm taking the Bears. I'll lay the 10 points. I hate it, but I got to do it. Mitch Trubisky, he's the most inaccurate passer in the NFL this year, Trubisky. I don't care. Doesn't matter. 
you know, 98% of the time I would take a 10-point home dog, but this is the, the 2% I wouldn't. It's the Peterman factor. It's the Peterman factor on display here. This is the exception to the rule. Buffalo has a league-low seven offensive touchdowns, and they have scored a touchdown on just 7% of their possessions. We're in week nine. We're in week nine. Seven offensive touchdowns from the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are averaging on the season 14 points per game. The last three weeks, uh, they've been just horrific, just absolutely horrific. They've been beaten by an average of 19 points in the last three weeks. There's no value in Buffalo. It's a short week. Peterman's going to play. Barkley might even play. And Peterman, I can give you all kinds of numbers I, up against it here, but until I see something, there's no reason to bet on, on Buffalo. Bears 35, Bills 16. Penny's picking Peterman. Yeah, good luck with that. Watch out. Four touchdowns, one interception, and be marvelous. But I don't care. Bet on Chicago, and I'm fine. I can sleep at night. I got no concerns. I got my sleep number bed. I'm good. Time to test your knowledge here. And real quick, we don't have a lot of time on this one. James Conner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. James Conner. The first running back to have 100 yards rushing and multiple rushing touchdowns in three consecutive games since blank. Again, James Conner, Pittsburgh, 100 yards rushing, multiple rushing touchdowns, three straight games. The first one to do it since blank. That's the question, the answer coming up momentarily. Right now, though, let's get you caught up on all that's going on from the Fox Sports Radio Geico Studios and Solid Gold, Eddie Garcia. Well, Ben, we start with NFL action Thursday night football in San Francisco and the 49ers roll over the Raiders 34-3 behind quarterback Nick Mullins in his first NFL start. The undrafted rookie free agent was 16-22 passing, 262 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Statistically, one of the best debuts in league history as he finished with a quarterback rating of 151.9. Nick Mullins starring for the 49ers and they went over Oakland. As for the Raiders, they dropped to 1-7 on the year with that loss. College football, 12th ranked UCF beat Temple 52-40. Golden Knights are now 8-0. They extend the nation's longest winning streak to 21 in a row. NBA game of the night, Celtics beat the Bucs 117-113. Milwaukee had been the last remaining undefeated team in the NBA. They're now 7-1. Boston hitting a franchise record. 24 three-pointers in the win. One away from the NBA record for three-pointers in a game. NHL game of the night, battle of the top two teams in the league. The Predators beat the Lightning Four to one. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, if you're of a certain age, this name will mean something to you. Longtime Sports Illustrated NFL writer Paul Zimmerman, Doctor Z. Yeah, Doctor Z, man, yeah, passed away at the age of 86. That was the, back before the internet days, though. Very he much so. Yeah. On Doctor Z, man. Yeah, he, you, he gave you the dirt when you were a kid. You're right. One yeah. of the best known NFL writers for many years, as the NFL was rising to be America his number one sport. Covered that was the, back when Sports Illustrated mattered. That's true. Yeah. It was. Uh, covered the NFL draft on TV when that started to be televised. And uh, you're doing your picks. Wasn't he kind of famous for yeah. doing his picks as well? Yeah. I yeah. remember back then, guys, teams would get upset if Dr. Z, you know, he picked against you. You know, it was a, a you know, we were very offended by that. How dare Dr. Z? Who was, who was one it? of your guys, right? Kind of a curmudgeon, would you say? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, I never met him, but that's the reputation that he was like yeah. that. And 
wh- who was the, there was somebody uh, I forget the story, uh, but there was somebody who had a real big beef with Doctor Z. Was it like Bill Polian or something like? I forget who it was. I think he had a few beefs. Yeah, Polian was upset. He was upset with everybody. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Eddie. Yeah, it is the Ben Maller Show coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. It's all you have to do. So James Connor of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's got his terrible towel. He's the first running back to have a hundred yards rushing and multiple rushing touchdowns in three straight games since blank. Since blank. Just Josh is going with Emmett Smith, Curtis Enos from Marvin the Michigan Man, Fluffy Dave checks in with Robert Smith, Eric Bienemy from the Looney Franco account. Trip got this right. It's a bad job by you, Trip. Jim Kick from Rod the Ambassador to Bakersfield. Who else do we have? Uh, James Kirk from Rock and Ron. Page down, page down. Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch, the guest of David. Adam's going with the iconic Al Bundy. Justin says the Mexican Roberto is the answer. That's his uh, his guess. Right. Do you have an answer? Yes, Ricky okay. Waters is the answer. Oh, it's always a good name from the past, Ricky Waters. No, that is incorrect. The answer, CJ2K. Chris Johnson in that 2,000-yard season for the Tennessee Titans back in 09. That's a long time ago now, 09. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, see, Chris Johnson's the last back before James Conner to get her done. Back to it we go. It is Benny versus the Penny in honor of the late Dr. Z picking NFL games. Here we go. Next up, Houston. We get to the late television window Houston at Denver. Houston at Denver. That is the next matchup on the card. And the Broncos, a one-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. The game opened to pick them. The money's pretty even in this spot. I'm going to take Denver here. I'm going to take the Broncos, and here's why. Deshaun Watson doesn't look right to me. I know he had a ridiculous game against the Dolphins, but that's the Dolphins. It's kind of like saying Nick Mullins is a real quarterback because he sliced up the Raiders. The Dolphins didn't know how to tackle. It's like a peewee football team playing there. Denver's defense, they're not the good old Broncos of back in the day, the Orange Crush, but they're certainly better than the Miami Dolphins. And these are colliding forces here. Watson has had an up-and-down season at home in his happy place in Houston. Watson has generally been very good, but he's the 19th-ranked quarterback on the road this season. The Broncos are 14th in yards allowed, so they're not a top-10 defense or a top-5 defense. The last three weeks, they've been better. And secondly, if you look at the history here, the recent history with the Texans, they are 3-7 and seven as an underdog. They're 2-5 and five on the road as an underdog in the last couple of seasons. So they have not done very well in this spot historically, recent history. Recent history, which tells you what has happened, not what's going to happen. And I keep pointing this out. I'm the only one that does this. The Texans have the most unimpressive five-win season in the NFL. What do I mean by that? They've had games handed to them by Frank Reich, who didn't want to tie. He'd rather lose. Jason Garrett, who didn't go for it in overtime on a fourth and one play. And had that turn out. Nathan Peterman, the great Nathan Peterman. Blake Bortles. 
with his turnovers, getting benched. Brock Osweiler last week. Will Case Keenum add his name to that hallowed list? I say no. Broncos, 27 on a last-minute field goal. Texans, 24. Penny agrees, going with the Broncos. All right, next up, the L.A. Chargers of Carson taking on Seattle. Chargers 5-2, Seattle 4-3. The Seahawks opened a one-point favorite. Seattle favored by a point and a half right now. The public, almost 60% in favor of Seattle. I'm going with the Bolts. I'm going with the Bolts. Rainy Seattle. Phillip Rivers has been manna from heaven on the road. He is the NFL's third-best road quarterback behind Patrick Mahomes and Ryan Fitzpatrick. And the Chargers are also tied with the NFL for number one defense the last three weeks. They're allowing just 14 points a game. Now, they did are coming off a bye, so they've had some extra rest. And I get that Russell Wilson's played well as well. I'm not naive to that fact. This is a pretty even quarterback matchup. But show me your lightning bolt. Chargers rested, ready, locked and loaded, coming off the bye. The Chargers 30, Seahawks 24. Penny picks the Seahawks. Uh, we'll get to the rest of the NFL card. In, in, Coop, I think we're going to make it, Coop. I think because we had all those teams on a bye, I think we're in really good shape. There we go. Yeah. Can the NFL just have six teams not play every weekend so we can get through Benny versus the Penny? Coop, why don't you call the commissioner's office and ask if they'll have six teams not play every week because it helps us get through Benny versus the Penny. Otherwise, we'd be way behind. Well, now we're not going to make it. Oh, that's a good point. All right, here's the Insta trivia. Name the only quarterback in the NFL to throw an interception in every game this season. Every one. No, it's not Nathan Peterman. That's the question. The answer next the only thing better than listening to the ben maller show live on the radio is to hear it again at your convenience on demand the ben maller show podcast is moving up the charts unless it's not support a little radio show by subscribing to the podcast on itunes and giving us five stars it'll help keep the show growing and pacify our bosses now live from the geico fox sports radio studios it's ben maller ian writes and he says hey ben is it me or is the penny overthinking its picks absolutely in that's more advanced listening by you. Yeah, it's a bad job by the penny. I mean, really? It's embarrassing. The self-righteous penny. Here's the instant trivia. Name the only NFL quarterback to throw an interception in every game this season. Everyone. James is going with Pete in Pittsburgh. Joe in San Antonio says Tom Brady. Mr. Wonderful got it right. He's not alone. So did Philly Rob choking on his cheesesteak. Archibald Manning from Husker Kevin. Tyler Thigpen tossed out by Judge Reed. McGruff the Crime Dog from the Cowboy Killer. Eric Hipple, the little troller's guest. Paul Bunyan from Cardiac Stanley. Ernie's going with Hacksaw Jim Duggett. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? Yes, it's Chris Winky. The great Chris Winky. No, that is incorrect. It's not Elijah. It's not Ralph Irvin's mom, guessed by Justin. The correct answer, not Bob Wilson from Rock and Ron. The correct answer is Case Keenum of Koopa Loops Denver Broncos. Congratulations. Every game, an interception. It's the gift that keeps giving. Next up, we got a good one. The Rams, 8-0, and and New Orleans, 6-1. and It's on Fox. You better watch. 
Joe Buck, Troy Aikman working double this weekend. Rams opened a one-point favorite. The Saints now favored by a point and a half. I'm taking the Rams. Now, Drew Brees has been the NFL's top home quarterback. It's like a bowl of gumbo for Drew Brees at the Dome there. But I'm taking a calculated risk with the Rams. Now, Brees looked shaky against the Vikings last week. If you watch the game, you know what I'm talking about. I'm going to go deep state conspiracy also. The NFL would much prefer the Rams are 10-0 going into their Mexico City showdown with the Chiefs in Week 11. So got a couple games to get through. Got to beat this team, New Orleans, and also beat Seattle next week at the Coliseum in L.A. to get to that point with that perfect 10-0 record. And number two, the public is overreaching because the Rams got a close win against the Packers and only time Montgomery taking the, the knee that the Packers would have won on an Aaron Rodgers drive. Yeah, blah, blah. But you don't know that to be true. I believe it would have gone the other way. The Rams would have won anyway. They would have picked off Aaron Rodgers. Overall, the Rams have the biggest scoring margin in the NFL this season. They are beating teams by an average of 13.6 per game. New Orleans is good, too, but they are six points behind the Rams. The last three weeks, the team's pretty much even. Expect a lot of points. The total on this game is in... The low 60s, one of the biggest totals uh, we've had since 2004. So it's been been a long time. Been a long time since the total's been that high. This is the third straight tough game for the Saints against the top-shelf opponent. And I, I realize it at home, a lot of people love the Saints at home and all that, but the Rams stay undefeated in a classic. Rams 33, Saints 31 in a thriller. Penny's going with the Saints. All right, next up, Sunday Night Football. Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth in the Commonwealth for Green Bay, 3-3-1, and New England, 6-2. The Patriots opened a touchdown favorite. They are favored by 6.5 at home. And a lot of the public talking up the Green Bay Packers. I'm on the New England side here. The Packers, a flawed football team. I saw it with my own eyes against the Rams there. Rams didn't play all that well. They still beat the Green Bay Packers. And now they've raised the white flag, trading away ha-ha Clinton Dix for a meaningless fourth-round pick. The locker room was enraged by what happened last week, the trades and all that. If this game was in the land of the cheese curd, I would take Green Bay. It's not. The Packers have allowed almost four touchdowns per game on the road as opposed to just two per game at home. Patriots, they go the other way. They're one of the great home teams in the in the NFL. They win by an average of almost 14 points at home. And on the road, it's 0.2. Brady's been amazing. His home road splits through the roof. Patriots, 34. Packers, 26. Penny picks the Packers. Right, last up, Monday Night Football, Tennessee 3-4 at Dallas 3-4. Cowboys open to four-point favor. They're up to all the way to 6.5. Generally go for the underdog, but this is the exception. I'm going to take the Cowboys in this game. I don't trust either one of these quarterbacks, but Marcus Mariota has been the worst quarterback in the league on the road. He is terrible. Give me the Cowboys, 23. Titans, 13. And the penny picks... Think this week will decide the season, Ben. Penny picks the Titans. Redemption weekend kicks off on Sunday. Got a murder, gotta go. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Call him Mr. Popular. Well, 
at least if you listen, if you believe what he says, you're like a con man. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. That's all you have to do. So Thursday night, not supposed to be much of anything. The Raiders brought a 1-6 record into their matchup against third-string quarterback Nick Mullins, undrafted in the 49ers who were 1-7. And, and guess who didn't show up? The Raiders. They didn't show up. They got run off the field. They stampede. A stampede of 49ers emasculating, publicly flogging, for all in the Bay Area to see, the Raiders, the once-proud greatness of the Raiders. Wow. Now, the, the final score was not indicative, uh, indicative of how uncompetitive the game was. It was not. The 49ers did not just win the game. Uh, this was a public assault is what this game was. Uh, and so we, we don't need to break down the X's and O's. Nick Mullins had one of the great historical performances to start a career and he found out supposedly just before the game a few hours before the game that he was starting but the Niners won 34 to 3 over the Raiders and Mullins ended up with three touchdowns and no interceptions and he could have had 17 touchdowns the way the Raiders were playing a defense so that brings us to a delicious subplot John Gruden who does not want your negativity does not need your negativity, will not allow your negativity. Did you watch the pregame coverage on Fox like a good? No, you did not? Uh, okay. Well, pregame, they had the big buildup there. They forced Terry Bradshaw and Howie Long to fly to New York because Strahan's such a diva, uh, he can't go to L.A. So whatever. So uh, during the week, he's got his other million shows. Uh, anyway, so they did the pregame show, but they had a sit-down. John Gruden had done an interview previously with Howie Long. And in this interview, John Gruden spilled his soul about the state of the silver and black attack. Now, in the interview, John Gruden claimed that he said a lot of things, but the one that stands out, the money quote, John Gruden claimed that players around the NFL, all around the NFL, have expressed their desire to play for the Raiders. Listen to John Gruden like a used car salesman sell the Raiders. I got a cell phone just like you and everybody else. Right. And I get a lot of phone calls from people that are dying to come and play here. I'm just telling you, they're dying to play for the Raiders. Yeah. And uh, to have salary cap space and to have a chance to talk to the people that you really want to wear the silver and black, the guys you really want to wear the silver and black and represent this team, that's exciting. I like how he said, the Raiders. I like that. He also just announced, my, when I hear this, I've heard it a few times, when I hear it now, the thing that strikes me is the players that he really wants as opposed to the stiffs, and this was before the game. This was before the Raiders went out and lost 34-3. to You think these two things might be related somehow? Listen again to not just the first part, which we'll spend a lot of time on, but listen to the phrasing of Gruden, the players they really want to wear the silver and black. Listen to this. 
I got a cell phone just like you and everybody else. Congratulations. And I get a lot of phone calls from people that are dying to come and play here. I'm just telling you, they're dying to play for the Raiders. Yeah. And uh, to have salary cap space and to have a chance to talk to the people that you really want to wear the silver and black, the guys you really want to wear the silver and black and represent this team, that's exciting. <laughs> that's got to be a good feeling. It's like in my world, because I bring it back to my world, it's like working at a radio station and having a program director say, oh, we, you know, Howard Stern's contract at Sirius is going to be up soon. We can get him. Oh, we can talk to Stern. You know, we can get him. We can bring him here. He was like, what, what are you doing? Wait a minute here. You know, I, was like, I got a job I'm working for you right now, you bum. <laughs> I kind of don't blame the Raiders for laying down in the game when you're with their coach. That is, is the guys we really want to play for the Raiders. Oh, but let's focus in on the first part. Now, you heard Gruden brag about the salary cap space. and For the purposes of this conversation, let's conclude that this, this first part is true, where Gruden's phone is blowing up. You know, people that are, his words, dying to play for the Raiders. Let's say that's true, Not just for the month. The question, what do you make of this declaration from John Gruden? What do you make of it? Uh, now, I have a couple of thoughts here. I have Skullduggery, the smoking gun, and the Titanic. All right, I have those uh, three things, and we will mix all these together. Now, number one, John Gruden, it would appear, has rabbit ears. Now, I know from the past that Gruden is a listener to sports radio. I know that from people that work in the business, and he's called into shows. He was friends with some guys who do radio shows. but So I know that. He has that in common with Bill Belichick. Because when Belichick used to work in New York, I've told this story many times, hoping that I'll have the same thing, but it hasn't happened yet. When Belichick was an assistant with the Jets, he would listen, he'd go to the, uh, the Jets facility early in the morning, and he listened to the overnight guy, WFAN, Joe Beningo, and he became friends with Beningo. Like, they were buddies. Like, they were pen pals and stuff. <laughs> I don't have an NFL coach who's listened. Well, that's not, that's not technically true. I did have an awkward situation with a former NFL coach. I'll have to tell that story in a minute. I don't, I don't want to get carried away. I'm going to get sidetracked. Don't get sidetracked, my man. Don't get sidetracked. Stay focused. Stay in your lane, as LeVar Ball taught me years ago. Anyway, I'll get to that later. Uh, but so anyway, Gruden likes sports radio. He listens. He's a listener. He, he's aware of what's going on. He knows that pretty much everyone is in agreement that this is football incompetence. That dumping Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper for draft picks when you don't like young players does not make a lot of sense. So it's got to be annoying. It's someone that worked in the media. It must be aggravating for John Gruden, who had this really good reputation. And so this is a way for John Gruden to attempt to change the narrative. Now, it certainly didn't work. The Raiders went out and lost by 30 points to a bad 49er team and made Nick Mullins look like Montana for the Niners. So Gruden would like to paint the picture that everything is sunshine and rainbows. Right, that that internet boom and all those big internet mega companies, Google and you know, Ant, you go through the list. All the they're all headquartered, Facebook and Twitter in the Bay Area. The Raiders are just like that. They're just like that Raider Nation. But I'm not buying it, and you're not buying it. Who the hell's buying it? 
Listen, I know we, we goof on Raider fans all the time, but I, I got to think, most Raider fans know what's going on here. They, they're not that dumb when it comes to this. I think you really have to be a special kind of stupid to buy into what John Gruden is saying right now. You have to. You absolutely have to. And it's results, right? Not predictions. You know, guys that run around and say, we're going to be great. Trust the process, the rebuild and all that. Every coach in the NFL is using a version of this con, attempting to missile the public. It's classic skullduggery is what it is. And most draft picks don't live up to the hype. Many free agents, once they get paid, what happens? They check out. I mean, that's, that's the reputation. Doesn't happen to all of them. The Rams have been pretty lucky this year. They signed some free agents, although Aqib Tlaib got hurt and they traded for Marcus Peters. He's been a bum. And Damakon Sue has been pretty good. But the point is that free agents don't often hit and draft picks often not as good as advertised. But these are the things the Raiders are selling. And these things are on steroids when you are a losing franchise. You're selling the future. You can't sell the, the present. And certainly the recent history, the Raiders can't sell that. And so here's what you got to do. You're like, oh, we're going to draft picks. We're gonna, oh, the, everyone wants to play for us, my God. That was also... Trumpian is what it is. Like something that Donald Trump would say. I got everyone that wants to work at the White House. I got everyone who wants to be part of the Trump administration. This guy, that guy. It's that kind of thing. Which I get a kick out of it, but it's you know, I know what I know what's really going on. And and then if you go by the letter of the law, second point, you go by the letter of the law, John Gruden has publicly violated NFL rules. Let me walk you through this. Now, John Gruden clearly intimated that his phone, you heard it, is blowing up with players who want to play for him who currently are not contractually obligated to the Raiders. We do assume that many of those players, if this is true, are under contract with other members of the football cartel. That's called, say it with me now, tampering. That's right. Absolutely correct. And he's not even hiding the smoking gun. Like normally, if you commit a crime, you you know, like OJ cut a, peop- a couple of people's heads off. He hid the murder weapon, though, right? Nobody found the murder. Like John Gruden's, like here it is. You know, here here's the murder weapon covered in blood. <laughs> it's just like what? <laughs> what are we doing? So the NFL defines tampering as any public or private statement of interest qualified or unqualified in another club's player to the player's agent or representation or to a member of the news media, which Howie Long, even though he's part of the Raider Alumni Association, is part of the media. But wait, there's more. Any interference by a member club with the employer-employee relationship of another club or any attempt by a club You can tell a lawyer wrote this, can't you? Any attempt by a club to uh, induce a person to seek employment with that club or with the NFL is also a violation of the anti-tampering policy. And while it is true that John Gruden did not name any individual players that are going to be free agents, he claimed he has privately shown interest in many players around the NFL he said his phone was blowing up. Play it again. Play it again, Roberto. Just the first part. Listen to Gruden here. This is a tampering violation. Listen to this. 
I got a cell phone just like you and everybody else. Right. And I get a lot of phone calls from people that are dying to come and play here. I'm just telling you, they're dying to play for the Raiders. <laughs> to have salary cap space and to have a chance to talk to the people that you really want to wear the silver and black, the guys you really want to wear the silver and black and represent this team, that's exciting. Now, Roberto, this is going to be tough for you because I know you love the Raiders, but that has to be a drop. The Raiders. That's got to be a drop. Just that part. Oh, yeah. I don't need any more. I don't need the beginning. I don't need the end of it. I just need those two words. The Raiders. That's all I need. That's it. That'll complete us. That finito done. We're good, right? That's how it works. All right, now the last thing here. John Gruden is the CEO of the Good Ship Raiders, which is a little different than the Good Ship Lollipop. Think of the the, the Raiders situation. Like, John Gruden is the captain of the Titanic. He has just announced he doesn't like his employees. He doesn't like the people that work on the ship. He wants the other ship's employees to come and work on his ship. <laughs> it's just outstanding. You cannot make this up. The Raiders have been like lambs to the slaughter when they take the field. They certainly were against the 49ers. And again, after hearing John Gruden, if my boss said something like that, you, th- you think I want to come in here and do the show with my boss? Is like, I'd really like to get that guy over at ESPN or NBC to come in here because he's better than you. Who? Who? Come on! <laughs> <laughs> it ain't going to change any time soon. Now, we've talked about my deep state conspiracy. My theory on this is the Raider- Raiders have a devious agenda. Right? It's... Clearly what's going on here is the, the tank, right? The goal is to bide their time as construction workers put together that palace in the desert. They rise that stadium up from the Nevada desert right across the way from the Mandalay Bay, and they're building that stadium. And when right about the moving vans arrive at the state line there, and they, they go past the, of course, Prim Nevada, where I always would stop, you know, and they They've got Whiskey Pete's and Buffalo Bills and all that. You go through there. Right around that time, then the Raiders will flip the switch, and they'll attempt to be good. (laughs) But that's just wonderful. Just absolutely great. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox, and we welcome in right over there Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie slash... Judas Solid Gold Garcia is right uh, over there. Now, so, on the Maller yeah. scale of yeah. uh, lying, wh- wh- <laughs> where does John Gruden land <laughs> on that? I mean, that was good. You that really think solid. his phone is blowing up with the best players in the league talking about how they want to play for the Raiders? I mean, come on. Well, it's a version of the truth. It's much like when I say my inbox is overwhelmed and it's like four people that emailed me. <laughs> you know, it's like it's the same concept. It's the same concept. It's true, Eddie. We got to believe him. I understand you want to believe him, Roberto. Says a guy who's 85% of his closet's Raider gear. He's not wearing any right now. No. No, you got a leg. I got a beanie, but I'm not wearing it. Yeah, you're not wearing it. So I mentioned, Eddie, that there's one NFL coach that's admitted to listening to our show. One. Current NFL coach? No, no, former NFL coach. But it was an awkward situation. It was an awkward situation. Uh, so I'll give you the, the brief story. Okay, everyone loves a good story. So, yep, I want to hear it. So I'm doing the show with with Looney, who used to work here, and, I, and, and we're doing the Blitz, right? It's during college football season, the NFL. Oh, and we had a college football coach 
come on the show who happened to be a former NFL coach who I had destroyed on the radio for being bad at his job. I can't believe this guy still has a job. Why have they not fired him? And the odd part of it was he said, I, you know, I, I, I listen, I'm a listener. He, he like said, I remember he said on the air, like he listened to the last hour of the show on his way into much like I told with Belichick and, and that the, these coaches get up ridiculously early and he would listen to the tail end of the overnight show. Uh, that is a former head coach of the New York Jets. Do you remember a guy named Al Groh? You remember Al Groh, Eddie? Yeah, I used to yeah. coach uh, Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where we interviewed him. He was at Virginia, and they had won some game that was like a surprise or whatever. And I don't think Groh is coaching anymore. I think he's doing TV or something like that. But yeah, he was like a listener, and it was very awkward because I was like, I told Looney off the air, I was like, boy, I guess he wasn't listening when I was ripping him. <laughs> <laughs> he only listened when I didn't. Uh, I didn't talk like Virginia football all that much, but uh, yeah, it was that was an awkward thing back in the. He only lasted one year, wasn't he? He wore like what was his signature thing? He he wore like the uh, the gray sweater. You remember? It's been eighteen years. It's been a while. No, no you don't really, remember anything no. about Al Groh? No, I remember. I I've got a picture of him in my mind. Uh, I, I remember him on the sidelines, but there was nothing real, you know, too special about him. Well, you listen to the show. There's a lot of special things about Al Groh. He should be a head coach in the NFL right now. Isn't he part of the Belichick coaching tree? Only guy that, with the winning I record? Think he, I think he is. Yeah, because he lasted one year. I remember him like wearing a gray sweater on the sidelines, like, in a, like a workout sweater. Like khaki pants on, yeah. I don't know about, did he have khaki pants? Or was that his look? To, I don't remember that, but I remember the gray sweater. Thing. That's what, For some reason, I remember that. Uh, anyway, who cares? Uh, <laughs> now, uh, we'll press on, Eddie. Now, we have a follow-up to something we talked about earlier. It's going to be the story that's talked about all over the morning shows today and the liberal media outfits are going to be all over this. Something that happened at the NFL game last night. We actually know more to this story now. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. On the Ben Maller Show, we specialize in sarcasm, snark, and satire. All things needed to survive the shady late-night characters on Twitter. Let your thoughts be heard by the masses under the cover of the microblogging website. And follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our technical producer. He plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites of the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Roberto. And his last name is Flores. You can follow him at Raider underscore Rob 24. And there's a Mexican, Roberto. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. That guy still hasn't called again. You think he remembers calling into the show? Hey, could have been drunk. He could have? Could have? Okay, he was. He's with his Komodo dragon is what he's with. So the story that will be told all over the place as the sun rises in a, in a little bit here, a couple hours, uh, in the east, Will be a, from last night's NFL game. Will not be about the game itself. There's not much to talk about. Who cares nationally about the Raider 49er game? But something happened before the game. Eddie mentioned this earlier. We have more information on this. The Niners during the national anthem. There's a photo that appears to show, not appears, it does show a 49er cheerleader as all the cheerleaders are lined up in the end zone for the national anthem. They're, they've all got the same pose except for one. They're all standing with uh, their pom-poms there doing their thing. And, but then one of the cheerleaders is taking a knee right there in the end zone during the national anthem. And now we can tell you this story is going to be 
everywhere today in the mainstream media. They are all over this. This is red meat is what this story is, number one. Uh, Number two, we're off to the floodgates. Now, we know some of the media outfits that have asked for permission to use this photo include NBC Bay Area, all the TV stations in San Francisco. Of course, CNN had one of their producers get access to this photo of the cheerleader. They want to do their thing. Sports Illustrated's assignment desk, they're all over this. Who else? The London Evening Standard is going to run with this story. The All the papers in the Bay Area, NBC National News, they're all over this. Uh, who else do we have? We've got CBS National News, CBS This Morning. They're on this as well. Something called EBU News. I don't even know really what that is. Uh, but they're in it as well. That's European Broadcasting Union, which I think is an Irish outfit, but they're in it as well. Uh, Channel 7 in Boston, for some reason, is on this list. I I can keep going on and on and on uh, trying to get the name of the cheerleader, but they have access to the photo. The photo was taken by a Raiders fan who happened to be at the game, a guy from New York who's a Raiders fan, and he took the photo, and it's everywhere now. The photo's all over the place. The circus is underway. Come to the big top. And we'll, we'll see. We'll have her name, I would imagine. We'll find out her name. Now, to my knowledge, there is no union for cheerleaders. There is no union. The Colin Kaepernick is in litigation against the NFL because of his union. There is no union for cheerleaders. So the Niners could fire her. Like, she gets paid peanuts probably because these cheerleaders don't get paid much at all. Will they, though? Like, do they, the PR hit, right? Do they, they fire her? Do they keep her? I was going to say a joke, but no, no. I think I know what joke you were going to say. It's all over the <laughs> internet. <laughs> no need to say. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> It'll just get me in trouble. And I, yeah, this is I our last show of the, the week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to enjoy my weekend. I don't need a phone call in the yeah. afternoon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. you know, not that I don't think that would be funny, and I'd probably laugh at it, but <laughs> yeah, I just don't need it. So, uh, so yeah. And, and the other thing is, will she, will she get fired and then – Every time in the future they show cheerleaders on the TV, they say, why didn't they? That cheerleader's not as good looking as the cheerleader in San Francisco. Why, did, why, why is she being blackballed from cheerleading? She should get a job cheerleading with the, you know, pick any team in the NFL. The Cowboys should hire her. And all. Yeah. There you go. All right, Spam Maller Show on Fox. We've got Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. We'll get to that coming up here. Mom and Taylor. We are on Twitter, at Ben Maller. I saw, Roberto, our friend Tripp, he already made a clip. I think we just take it from from a trip. The John Gruden soundbite. There it is. And you can see his facial expression. Like he really puts a lot of teeth movement with there it is. Like his, the way his teeth come down. He's laying it on thick. There it is. All right. We'll take some calls. 877-99 on Fox. We get the Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. And some Raider fans think that Gruden did not commit an illegal act. When he said his phone was blowing up with people that wanted to play for the Raiders, who is that, Shirley? I think all these people are Raider employees. They're <laughs> sending those messages. It's pretty clear. No one's denying that John Gruden's admitting he doesn't want to coach the players he's coaching right now. It's pretty hard to get out of that. You'd have to be Houdini to get out of that one. Yeah. Right? That's a straight jacket. That's obvious. Cut and dry. There's no no shades of gray it's right in your face right it's in great getting porn in I'm your face you. all right big bands lame jokes we got we got some good jokes we'll get to those 
And the, some would say the callers are jokes as well. We'll do all that, and we will do it here, Maul Matelli. But right now, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios to rhapsodize on the radio and evangelize Eddie Garcia. Well, then, in the NFL on Thursday Night Football, it was a battle of two teams that are not very good, and the 49ers roll over the Raiders 34-3. They were led by quarterback Nick Mullins, an undrafted rookie free agent in his first NFL start. He went 16 of 22, passing 262 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Statistically, Mullins had one of the best debuts in league history with a quarterback rating of 151.9. Oakland now 1-7 with that loss. College football, 12th-ranked UCF beat Temple 52-40. UCF now 8-0 on the year. They have the longest winning streak in the nation, now 21 in a row with that win over the Owls. NBA game of the night saw the Celtics hit a franchise record 24 three-pointers and a 117-113 win over the Bucs as they knocked Milwaukee from the ranks of the undefeated Bucks were the last team without a loss. They're now 7-1. NHL Game of the Night has a battle of the top two teams in the league. Predators go on the road, beat the Lightning 4-1. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, did you see in the NBA that apparently J.R. Smith could have been in some hot water? He, uh, he admitted he would like to be traded from the Cleveland Cavaliers. A reporter asked him, are you hoping for a trade? He replied, yeah. And apparently that goes against the collective bargaining agreement. But uh, Commissioner uh, Adam Silver says he will not fine J.R. Smith for that. I don't know why he would need to be fined for saying he wants to be traded. But apparently a lack of playing time for J.R. Smith. And uh, if he's going to be in a bad team, he at least wants to be on the court. And right now he is uh, he's not getting the playing time he wants. So... Maybe he'll join the Lakers and LeBron. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it is odd, and the reason it is odd is because Jimmy Butler flew in an uh, yeah. ESPN crew to do a sit-down interview about how he wanted to be traded from Minnesota. So, what the hell, right? I guess you can to Rachel Nichols, you can do it, but you you, you just say it to somebody else, you're in trouble. I think that's it. It's the Ben Maller Show. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We, free rate quote. We were going to go to Jed who fled, but he fled. Uh, he was up next, but we'll go to Mark the Full Name Guy who's hanging out. He's, are you in Oregon now officially, Mark the Full? Yes, I am in Medford, Oregon, Ben Maller. What are the odds? Of all the places in, on God's green earth, you would end up in Medford, Oregon. Shocking. Yes, uh, I've seen the ghost of uh, Jeannie in Medford. Uh, really? Yeah. Yes, last night I, I, she came by and she was uh, laughing and telling me how she wanted some of that good stuff. So I wanted her to hang around. <laughs> right, calm down. Calm down, cowboy. <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> how dare you? You know, you know, Ben Maller, there's nothing like three hours of TMZ, the Maller Zone, on the, the Oakland Raiders. That team is so bad. Why do you even talk about them? Oh, you, you, your instincts are completely wrong here, Mark. The full name <laughs> You know, when, when, let me let me explain how oh, this you works. Mean they're a great when, team. When the train gets into the station, it's not news. When it goes <laughs> off the tracks, it's news. Okay, that's the news. <laughs> That's the that's fun to talk about. It's such a hot mess. When you're driving down the road and you see cars, you don't talk about you don't turn your neck. But when you see an accident, it's called rubbernecking. You want to look and, and see the, the details. 
right. What's well, going on personally, here? Personally, I'd like to see Gruden and the entire Raiders organization jumping on that third rail. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have the harmonica, Mark? Where's the harmonica? Can you play taps for the Raiders? Do you have the harmonica? Uh, I don't know that I should even do that much for him. But uh, let's see. I got a harmonica here. Okay. Uh, Some live music. Live music from Mark the Full Name Guy. And it... Listening, you might think that was terrible radio, and boy, this show sucks. And I would, I would agree with you, but I'm wearing headphones and listening to that. You're probably not wearing headphones. I'm wearing headphones right now, and they're cranked all the way up as loud as they can go. Mine too. Yeah, and I heard that. Every foul, rancid note from Mark, the full name guy. Let's go. Baby, you want to hang out with me? You better give me that good stuff. I need, I need a laugh. Let's, can we get to the jokes? Can we get to the jokes right now, please? Let's do it right now. Go ahead. Hit it Hit right Let's there. Let's get the result from... Uh, oh, that's right. We got to get the result. All right. Roberto's Wall of Drops. That's why, right here. It's the, the edition all about me. All about me. All right. I'm so, not attracted to women. Oh, the edited one won? I'm not attracted to women. There's that was a cheap Jake Warner edit back in the day. Terrible the people have spoken. People have spoken. Well, they know it was an edit spoken. job. That's why they know it's wow. embarrassing. I've never heard that one before. I'm not attracted to women. That was, yeah. just, that was one of the worst edits I've ever I heard. Even, I that wasn't even an attempt yeah. to hide that one. That's somebody in the first day in radio. <laughs> that they, the first day learning how to digitally edit. That's Still funny it. though. No, I'm not, not no, attracted to women. All right, so the Ben Maller Show. Here we go. Joke time. Here we go. Hit that button. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame week. Lame week who? It's Big Ben's lame joke of the week. All right, these are actual jokes sent in by actual listeners. So if you hate the jokes, you're hating your other listeners to the show. That's number one. Number two, if you're easily offended, if you're... A delicate soul. It's probably not for you. All right, just let's have our fun for a few minutes, and we'll we'll come back. It's okay, I promise. We'll come back. Yeah? All right. Give about 15 minutes, 20 minutes or so, okay? You're good. We're good. You're not all upset. You don't have anxiety and angst and all that, okay? All right, so I'll read the joke. I'll bounce it off Eddie. He'll bounce it back to me. I'll give you the punchline at that point. Roberto will play this if it's funny. He'll play this if it's not funny, and this if it could go either way. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Coop's got his offensive jokes of the week. This first one from Surfer Todd, the comedian. He says, why do women make better TSA agents? I don't know. Why do women make better TSA agents? Because women are the first to notice someone with a suspiciously large package, uh, Eddie. That's uh, <laughs> From uh, Surfer Todd, the comedian. Or Coop. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Coop a loop. A Buffalo fan was arrested for tossing a sex toy at the game, Eddie, on Monday night. Oh, again? Yeah, it's oh, a wow. tradition. Turns yeah. out uh, Derek Anderson wasn't the biggest stiff on the field that night. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Amazing, uh, shocking revelation. That was from Mike, who sent that one in. Uh, we've got I've gotten like seven different versions of this joke. It's a a Monica Lewinsky joke. Do we want to do it again? Do uh, we I mean, I'll, I'll do it. I like, I like it. <laughs> well, you, everyone's heard this one, though, I thought. Uh, this is from Eric in Eau Claire. It's not Eau Claire. It's Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It looks like Eau Claire, but it's Eau Claire. Do you want to do it, or you want me to I mean, I, I'd, I'd never heard it before, but... You want to do it, then? You have it? Who's, was it yeah, who's yeah Mon- sure. Who's Monica Lewinsky's favorite football player? Yeah. Who is it? Clinton Dix. There you go. How about that? Yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> All you morons that kept sending that joke and stop sending the joke, okay? It ain't the mid-90s anymore, you morons. All right, moving on. Was, was he even alive in the mid-90s? The mid yeah, exactly. The mid, uh, Clinton Dix, yeah. No, well, Clinton was, when was that? It was Yeah, it was the late 90s, right? Wasn't yeah. It? Yeah, late 90s. All right, did you hear that Eddie found himself in a Croatian jam in London? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah, he yeah. ran into a couple English muffins. McMuffin. <laughs> Just Josh sent that one in. It's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Uh, all right, this one's a little close to home. Uh, it was mistakenly reported that Los Angeles was hosting a surprise marathon, Eddie. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it turns out it was just a bunch of Dodger fans running Machado to the airport. Get him out of town. <laughs> so from Jerry. Coop, you got anything you want to go with here early? It's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, let's see. What do uh, what do rednecks do for Halloween? Uh, what do red? I don't know. What, what do they do? Pumpkin. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) What do NBA referees call when a player farts on the floor? Uh, No, I don't know. What do they call that, Ben? It's called a a a fragrant flower. Fragrant (laughs) one. Take two. Take two. Let's do it over. We'll edit that out. There you go. There you go. It was Surfer Todd, the comedian. Not attracted to women. Yeah, all right. Thank you, Todd. I butchered the punchline, but you get the point. Uh, here's another Bills joke. Bills fan was arrested for throwing the sex toy in the field. You heard about that, I right? did hear about that, yeah, just a few minutes ago. Police say the guy, uh, he's getting a stiff penalty, they said. That's what they announced uh, there, so he's going to be in a lot of trouble. Boy, these guys, I got a lot of Bills jokes, a lot of Bills jokes. Just Josh sent this one in. He said, what do you call a pint-sized pinata? Uh, I don't know. What do you call a pint-sized pinata? He said a Mexican Roberto, like that guy <laughs> called in there. Big Ben's lame joke. So we, Mike Tomlin dressed up as Le'Veon Bell for Halloween. Oh, did he? Yeah, he went trick-or-treating huh. but refused the candy unless he was given the entire bag of candy. That's the... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> didn't like that one. That was from Steve that sent that one in. Thank you, Steve. Jokes are sent in care of the Ben Maller Show. And you can send your jokes in to Show at gmail.com. Carmelo Anthony, he went trick-or-treating for Halloween. Oh, did he? Yeah, he only got the three houses. He got tired and dropped two of the three pieces of candy and went home. <laughs> it's a sad story. Anything else, Coop, right now? We got more. We got another segment. Uh, sh- this- I'll save it. Oh, you're saving. Okay, good. I'll get to the rest of Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Listeners submitted jokes. I'm not attracted to women. If they're not funny, blame the listeners. If they're funny, I'll take credit because I picked them. Michael says the jokes suck. He's not happy. Well, screw you. I'll get to more of the lame jokes. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. You can't lick your own elbow, travel at light speed, or sneeze with your eyes open. However, you have the power to increase the audience of The Ben Maller Show. Tweet, Instagram, and Facebook post about the show. Don't be bashful. Tell your friends and family about our distinct program to help add new listeners like yourself. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. 
Right back to Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. These are actual jokes sent in by actual listeners like yourself. Why did the Detroit Lions leave a running back behind at the airport, Eddie? I don't know. Why did the Lions leave a running back at the airport? Well, the airline has a strict no carry-on policy. <laughs> uh, carry on Johnson. That's yeah. right. Thank <laughs> you. All right. You didn't have to say that. Uh, Coop got I it. think I did. Just I Josh I did. Uh, sent that one in. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate that. Well, former NBA player Sebastian Telfair is facing 15 years in jail on oh, no. gun charges. Really? His attorney says it's not true. He could never shoot straight. So it's not true. Ah, it's yes. uh, incorrect there. That's... <laughs> uh, Jason sent that one in. What do you have over there, Koopaloo? Big Ben's lame jokes. Speaking of the 90s. How do you find Will Smith in the snow? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you look for the Fresh Prince. Well, yeah, fresh Prince. You, you guys think Cooper would never know. Come on. Right. Well, Whoopi Pie Blair used to wonder why golfers would shout four. He couldn't figure it out. Oh, really? Yeah, then it hit him. Clearly, you guys. That bad. I mean, you know, golf. Roberto has no idea what that is. He's like, what? what, what? Uh, <laughs> Angry Bill announced that he is bisexual. Big news here, according to Mike. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it is interesting news. Yeah, he said if he can't get sex, he buys it. So that's. Uh, there you go. There you go. It's. Uh, <laughs> Should have been a radio rich joke. <laughs> that's true. We could well, we could use that for several people to call the show. We could. That's interchangeable. Anything else, Coop? You got anything else over there? You nope. Want? Nothing else? I got a Ralph Herpes jerk. Uh, herpes joke. You want that? <laughs> I don't know if I should. <laughs> Bill, I don't know if I should use that one in Iowa. I don't yeah, know. you want to enjoy your weekend, man. You don't want it. Yeah, exactly, Bill. That's, I laughed at it, Bill, but I don't know. Uh, Bill's Mafia. Here's another Bill's joke. Bill's Mafia had a fan spend a night in jail after tossing that sex toy on the field at a Monday night. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it turns out he was charged with a Class D battery charge. That's uh, right there. Right, I got the close. You ready for the closer? I got the closer. I'm ready for the closer. Right, here's yeah. the closer. I think we've done two segments of lame jokes. Here's the close. The Minnesota Timberwolves unveiled new Prince-inspired uniforms. Oh, is that right? Yeah, all the players, Eddie, like them. They don't like the Raspberry Beret, though. They're not happy with that, Eddie. That was a closer, huh? You didn't like that one? Oof. Jeff said that's a great closer. Did I not say Who Raspberry Beret? Jeff in Minnesota said they got a, that's your closer. Yeah, you I'm going to have to disagree with Jeff on that one. Yeah. Jeff said that's my closer. Uh, well, he said that's your closer. You guys, you, you don't like Prince jokes, clearly. What's wrong with that? What are you talking about? Coop had a fresh Prince joke. It was... Better yeah, than that. Funny. Oh, that was mine. Was better. Come on, I, I should have used those Bills jokes. I got more. I got a stack of Buffalo Bills. Wow, Eddie, it's the story. biggest package I've ever seen. Yeah. Wow, Coop, relax, Coop. I know you're you're excited over there, but <laughs> it's okay. It's it's all right. All right. It's uh, the the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Thanks to everyone that sent the jokes in. And if we didn't get your joke on the air this week, it's probably because it sucked. But you know, try again. Try again. You can submit the joke again. I sent some to Coop. He used a couple. A couple of the jokes that I sent him, and let's try to have a good time. So we like jokes that are about the show. Those are usually pretty popular. We had some about Angry Bill. I'm, sure I'm not attracted to women. Angry Bill appreciated that joke about that and and, uh, and several other callers. So I, we like that. We like that. Have some fun. Why not? You're listening to the Ben Maller Show yeah. on Fox.
Sports Not Radio. anymore, though. Eh? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Stir it up in the NFL. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We will stop flogging the dead Raider. But the Thursday night game did go to the 49ers 34-3. The Raiders lost a game by 31 points to a team that was 1-7 coming into that game. Well, it's a Thursday night, right? No, they traveled 35 miles from their, from their home facility to the, the 49ers stadium. But there you go. Well, I have more because we're going to go to the – the cosmos in a little bit. We'll go to the heavens, the star charts, and we'll find out what's going on with the Raiders. Or maybe the 49ers. Maybe we'll find out this Nick Mullins guy. Who the hell knows who he is, but he played well. Joe Buck. I think Joe Buck's going to be the father of his firstborn, I think. I don't know. Maybe the mother. I don't know. All right, anyway. So, uh, stirring it up. Now, one of the more intriguing matchups this weekend in the NFL, uh, certainly the Saints and the Rams, but the, the, the thing that's the talker, is what's going on in Maryland. The Steelers and Ravens, they've had many a slobber knocker over the years. Pittsburgh has certainly found their mojo without Le'Veon Bell. Lately, you look at the situation there with the Pittsburgh Steelers and certainly didn't look great early on. They tied their first game with the Browns. They lost two of the next three. So at one point, they were 1-2-1, and one, but thanks to some Fortuitous scheduling, the Steelers have beaten up the Atlanta Falcons, the got by the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Cleveland Browns. So they've won three in a row and four of, of the last five going back to that win over Tampa Bay in that Monday night game, which sets the stage for an early start in Baltimore, the rematch between the Steelers and the Ravens. And in the lead-up to this game, we present Wink, Martindale. This is the second time Wink Martindale has said something that causes us to talk about the Ravens. Who? Well, he's the defensive coordinator of the Ravens. He made a never pro- heard of him. Well, because you don't watch the Ravens. He made a proclamation about the Steelers. If you missed this, you probably did. In the build-up for this weekend's game, the defensive coordinator was asked about Le'Veon Bell, who hasn't played a down, not a down, in Pittsburgh this year. And here is what Wink Martindale said, quote, there are a lot of stats since 2015 that show the Steelers are actually better without him. How about that? That might be why he's riding a jet ski in Miami right now, Wink Martindale said of Le'Veon Bell, referring to the success the Steelers have had with James Conner at running back. So let's discuss... The question, are you going to buy or sell the Steelers being better off without Le'Veon Bell? Now, after 
careful research and doing my due diligence, I actually buy this. Now, I know a lot of this is coach speak and, you know, you're trying to you know, stir the pot and all that. And why would Wink Martindale do this? Because you're trying to butter the biscuits of James Conner saying you're better than Le'Veon Bell, which is what he's intimating. But he's not wrong. Uh, now, my perspective here, you've got the Kool-Aid, the injustice, and chicken feed. Kool-Aid, injustice, and chicken feed. Now, A, James Conner has blossomed into an above-average running back. I'm not going to say he's elite because he's not. I don't put him in the elite category. But he has thrived in Pittsburgh. My main knock and criticism of James Conner was that he would not provide the game-breaking ability that Le'Veon Bell had. Guess what? He has. The opposite has been true. In fact, James Conner is tied with Zeke Elliott of the Cowboys for the NFL lead with 15 runs gaining at least 12 yards. Tied for the lead. He's already matched the number that Le'Veon Bell had through seven games last season, so he has been productive, as productive in that department, one stat, as Le'Veon Bell. Then we were told that James Conner wouldn't have the escapability that once tacklers got to him, that he was not as slithery like a snake, like uh, Le'Veon Bell. Well, that was wrong again. James Conner has forced the most missed tackles this season in the entire bleeping league. He has forced 26 missed tackles, we are told by the stat geeks, 20 on catches, so that's 46. That's a missed tackle rate of 28.9%, almost 30% of his touches, the highest of any running back in the NFL that's been you know, regularly getting the football as often as Connor does. So, yeah, I am drinking the black and gold flavored Kool-Aid. Uh, I absolutely uh, am in this case. And, and head-to-head with Le'Veon Bell, James Connor, over a seven-game sample size, has better numbers across the board as far as things like rushing touchdowns, yards per carry, uh, the success rate of his runs. It's all about results, right? So you know, the name value is important. You got to sell tickets, but the results have been there with James Conner. So Wink Martindale, it's outrageous. How can you say this? Oh, he's clearly got ulterior motives, and he probably does, but he's right. Now, Le'Veon Bell, part B of this, Le'Veon Bell was attempting to send a clear, concise message to the NFL. Right, this was all thought out. It was going to be a heroic position. If only it had worked. If only the Le'Veon Bell position had worked. He was going to sit out as many games, and he still is, as many games as allowed, and then show how terrible and barbaric the franchise tag is in the NFL. The Steelers would be begging him to come back. Begging him, come back, we need you. Oh, we need you. We're so bad without you. He was going to show the world his value and this great injustice of that $14.5 million one-year contract that he was off. Well, now there's mitigating factors. James, They did not plan on James Conner doing what he has done in the backfield. Right? Uh, that's gone as well as his knowledge of the laws, Le'Veon uh, Bell. Remember, he famously said he didn't know you could get a DUI while smoking weed from the weed. Remember, he told the, he told the police, ah, I smoked some weed a couple hours ago. Didn't realize it. 
One of the greatest lines ever tossed out by a professional athlete. So this noble stand has not only backfired, it has gone upside down. Le'Veon Bell has now forfeited $6.8 million in salary from his eight weeks out of football. And you're going to add on another $855,000 this week. So that'll top $7 million that this guy has left on the table uh, by not signing his contract in Pittsburgh. The depths of stupidity. (laughs) You talk about the deep end of stupidity, but it's all about the principle of the matter, right? You're taking a noble stand, and I'm sure he'll make that money back. Absolutely. Some things are more important than money. Okay. Let's find out when Le'Veon Bell's 55 years old. Uh, if he, uh, he's, uh, that's, that's how he feels. Now, Le'Veon Bell has been a tremendous player. I'm not knocking his ability in the NFL because I, I, I would want him on my team. But the thing that is obvious, and the parting shot on this, his lack of ambition, his lack of desire to play football is what has really soured me on Le'Veon Bell. I would be going nuts. Now, I have lost my radio job before, and if you've heard the show, I should probably lose it again. But when I've been off the radio on the beach, as we say, I've been let go many times over the years, not a long time, fortunately, but I, I'm, I'm like, besides myself, I'm like, I got to work. I want to work. I want to do my job. And I, I, I just feel wrong not working. I feel like I'm a, I'm a bum and a slug and all that. He doesn't feel that way. He's you know, hanging out doing the jet ski thing in Miami, living his life a great time. I'm actually jealous of Le'Veon Bell that he's wired that way, that he doesn't care. I would be so upset. I, again, I would be just killing myself to work. He could have been, check this out, he could have been the highest paid running back in the NFL this season if he had signed the contract. He didn't sign the contract. He's going to sign it at the deadline, I think November 11th. So he'll be there. He'll miss this game, and if he follows through, I guess he'll miss the other game against Carolina, and then he'll come back for week 11, a primetime game against Jacksonville, likely. Uh, But but who knows? I mean, he said he was going to come back. He told a reporter that covers the Steelers he was going to come back a couple weeks ago. He never did. So wouldn't it be something if he just sits out the whole year and then he's Steeler property for next year too? Wouldn't that be awesome? Man, that would be something. Uh, but that, I mean, that's where we stand. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we started this conversation because of something that Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator of the Ravens, said, and we've morphed into something else. We've gone sideways on this ourselves. But he could have been the highest-paid running back. If he had played his cards right, he would have gotten the Cousins package, the Kirk Cousins package. And Kirk Cousins, he kept his mouth shut. He showed up, didn't like the franchise tag with the Redskins. He cashed contracts under Dan Snyder's watch. His last two years for $43.9 million as a franchise player in Washington. And then finally the Redskins let him go. He left. He got $84 million in guaranteed money from the Vikings. So that means just by playing the franchise tag system, playing it to the end, he's going to make $127 million, which will buy a whole lot of chicken feed. Uh, and that's how much he got over the course of his career here, the big money contracts for Kirk Cousins. And he can get another contract because his Viking contract's a short contract. Now, Le'Veon Bell, if he had followed that playbook, he would have. He made $12.1 million last year. 
he could have taken home $14.5 million this year. So he would have made $26.6 million in two years with another $50-plus million in free agency. So what's the takeaway? Someone's giving him bad advice. Someone overplayed their hand in this situation. So I'm on Team Connor. Not that I have any skin in the game, but someone that does have skin in the game, Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Judas Garcia. Well, there's no doubt that the Steelers made the right decision. Now, they, even they didn't know that that uh, James Conner was going to be this good, but he has, you know, and I, I don't know. I mean, obviously I've seen Le'Veon Bell play a lot, and I, I think he does have a, a lot of special talents, but just from a numbers standpoint, I think this is what Wink Martindale was talking about. If you look purely at the numbers, there has been no drop-off from Le'Veon Bell not being on the team. So to avoid having to pay him and still get the production from that position, I mean, the Steelers have totally won this. Yeah, no, I mean, they have. And the only thing they're going to lose is they're not going to get like a multiple draft picks for Le'Veon Bell because he'll they'll get, they'll get some draft compensation, but they're not going to get when he leaves as a free agent. But, hey. They didn't have to pay him. And and when he comes back, I mean, are you going to bench James yeah. Conner for him? A guy who's been producing all year, a guy who has kind of won the hearts of the fans, not just because he has a great backstory oh, and all that. that. I don't care about the hearts of the they fans. Do. They do. No, well, they well, the, the fans yeah. do. I know the fans care. You think yeah. the Steelers are going to play a guy because the fans like him, though, more than the if guy he, who's If better? he's producing against the guy who's not liked, yes, I do think they will. So you think the Steelers are going to play a guy because the fans like him? If he is if he is producing at the same rate as the other guy, who's go now no. hated by eh. the fans, yeah, I think no. so. If that was the case, Tim Tebow would still be in the NFL. But I, that's not I, that's not what I said. The production has to be there too. I don't think the fans. Equ- I don't think they enter the equation. I don't think they care about what the fans think. I think I think they care about what their customers think. Yeah, I think most well, businesses do. Well, in the NFL, if you do that, you end up sitting with the customers. That's usually how it works, right? Isn't that how that works? If you listen to what the fans want, you end up sitting with the fans. That's typically how that works. Yeah, I think a lot of quarterback changes come from what happens from, with the fan reaction and what goes on in the media. So yeah. it's not that. And then you end up that. like the Giants, you know, married to Elijah Manning who can't play because your fans are a bunch of pussy willows and can't handle Eli Manning on the bench. God forbid the guy stinks. How did this turn to Eli Manning? What's going on? Well, because that's an example of listening to the fans, right? They, 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 no. Ben, 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 no, listen to me. Listen to me. Ben McAdoo, right, he lost his job. He died on that hill for – he wanted to bench Eli Manning, and there was an uprising in the New York Giant fan base. No, no, you can't do it. He won us two Super Bowls. You can't do it. And and McAdoo got fired. And then this year, Mac, McAdoo's not coaching anywhere. He's still getting paid by the Giants. And Manning sucks. He blows with the, the Giants, and he's still playing quarterback been brutal now they can't even bench him because the guy the backup they were going to play uh he got popped for some driving violations he got arrested this week so finito done that's right uh, anyway we'll take your calls eight seven Let's talk football not drama exactly eight seven seven ninety nine on fox boy these raider fans can't take any negativity if only you guys are putting up more of a fight than the raider players here they're like very upset with my monologues about john gruden and about the raiders earlier uh, this guy says, a worse starter, you Darvish or tonight's opening monologue? So uh, what he said. Everything was factual. Everything <laughs> was truthful in that opening monologue. It was outstanding. Nick Mullins. I mean, what, what are we doing here? All right, anyway. Never know. It could be a great one, Ben. 
Want to bet on that? Uh, no. Yeah. You think they'll trade Jimmy Garoppolo now that they have Nick yeah, Mullins? Maybe. The Could Broncos be. will take Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Could be. Chris writes and he says, who gets fired first? Raiders coach John Gruden, the Detroit Lions coach Matt Patricia, or the 49ers cheerleader that took a knee in the end zone? Patricia would fire the cheerleader because she did not have good posture. So you, you know, she was not standing up with good posture. So Matt Patricia would get rid of her. That Come would be, on in, man. Yeah, that would be a, a Gonzo situation. Absolutely. That's my duck. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> all right, and you, you, you perverts are setting the cheerleader jokes. We all you know, listen. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's when I went. Yeah, I know. I know. We got it. Okay. I, everyone's in junior high school again with your jokes, okay? <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I, you know, this is, you know, just trying to get through it. I don't want it's a phone call, reading. you know, I don't, don't need the afternoon phone call. Ring, ring, hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about a few things, yeah. The Coop Scoop on entertainment, and we'll check the stars. We'll go to the heavens to find out about this guy, Nick Mullins. Is he going to have a career, or is he a one-hit wonder? We'll get to that, and we will do it. We'll do it next. Almost all talk shows sound the same after a while. Think of us as a sports talk oasis from the mundane. The Ben Maller Show Facebook page is our own unique meeting place with over 2 billion of our closest friends, most of whom ignore us. Please take a second to like our page. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. I found my favorite high school football coach. I bet you didn't know that. Do you see the story this week? There's a high school football coach. I think he's in New Jersey who doesn't wear shoes. He's the shoeless high school football coach. And he must be related to Angry Bill. But he said he just not does not like wearing shoes. So he coaches on the sidelines without shoes on. Does he wear sandals or something? No. I'm looking at pictures of him barefoot. And he says that's that's it. He said he just doesn't like wearing shoes. What if one of his players didn't want to wear shoes? I don't want to wear cleats. I just want to play barefoot. It's pretty funny. I was looking photos of this dope coaching. What's the other story? Well, I, I wonder if Coop's going to mention the story that I, that blew me away in entertainment. We'll get to the Coop scoop in a moment. Right now, though, let's go to the stars, to the heavens, the star chart. She's got her charts out right now. Andrea in the Bay Area there with birth charts and astrology and all about someone named Nick Mullins, whoever that is. 49er quarterback. You had a quite, quite the beginning there, Andrea, quite the beginning. Yes, timing is everything, Ben. Quite the battle of the bay. Yes, two great football teams <laughs> going places right to the NFL draft is where they're going. <laughs> Well, they actually called it Battle of the Basement on Twitter. I don't know if you caught that. That, that was a little. It is appropriate. Yes, yeah, that, that is, was a little rough, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know, I am in the Bay Area, and obviously Nick Mullins is, is the talk of the town, and really just proves timing is everything. Um, he's born uh, March twenty first, nineteen ninety five, Hoover, Alabama. And first day of spring equinox. I always think it's very potent when someone incarnates on an equinox. And Aries, you know, what can you say? It's the first fire sign of the zodiac, energetic, pioneering, um, exuberant, courageous, 
fearless, so definitely the right skill set. And forecast-wise, you know, what's really ironic, Ben, he's having similar transits that Jimmy G had last season. Oh, does that mean he's going to date a porn star? <laughs> well, the verdict is still out on that. He just got verified okay. on Twitter, so so yeah. one step at a time. I'm upset. I said earlier, I, I believe this. He should have had to beat a real team that was trying before he got verified. The Raiders weren't even trying. They weren't even trying last night. That's embarrassing. Well, yeah, you know, Gruden, I'll tell you, he's a Leo, August 17, 63, and uh, Leos do not, repeat, do not like to be humiliated and embarrassed, and that really was quite... What, what, who likes to be humiliated and embarrassed? What's, what sign enjoys that? I want to know who they are. Well, it's just that certain signs are just more um, egocentric, yeah. And Leo is one of them. Like, other signs are a lot mellower, but Leo, you know, they're the lion. They're the king of the Zodiac. When they get embarrassed, they don't take kindly to it. I mean, they're very yeah. dignified and royal. So. Hey, Andrea, when you see Gruden around the Bay Area, can, yeah. you, can you tell him in the future, if he goes on TV and says he, want, you know, he wants the real players, not the guys he's coaching, that's probably oh. not good for you know, morale in the locker room. I'm just going to throw that out there. You know? Yeah, and then, like, earlier he said, oh, people are calling his phone and wanting to play for the Raiders. I mean, he was all over the map, but I think the football gods and goddesses, your point is well taken. You know, his chart is very, very challenged right now. Uh, Just a lot of frustration, and, you know, it's just not his year. So it remains to be seen what will happen with the rest of his contract. I don't know. You know, will, are they on the hook to pay him if they let him go the hundred million? Or I don't know how that works. But well, you know. if he leaves, like I haven't seen the contract. No, none of us have. But I assume right. if he leaves, that they wouldn't have to. Right. So pay him. But me, uh, you know, Nick Mullins, he was uh, you know something really to look forward to. Three touchdowns when Carr got sacked six times. You know, having a lot of rough Saturn uh, transit. So you know this. It was the Day of the Dead, and I think he resurrected the 49ers season somewhat. Uh, I'll say that. Well, <laughs> you're good. you say that. I'm not saying that. Right, know, for, for more on this Virgo in service, <laughs> she, she's got all kinds of fun stuff. Thank you, uh, yes, Andrea. Thank and you. Appreciate all it. Right. Have a good night. All right, have a good weekend. There she goes, Andrea. Uh, real quick, Sal in the LBC is next. Hello, Sal. Yeah. What's going on, Big Ben? My best friend, Sal. Um, you know, I'm told we don't have time for you. Coop said we don't have time for you. So how do you feel about that? Why, Coop? Because it's his entertainment thing. He wants to do his entertainment. Oh, I, I was just trying to, you know, welcome back ADG because I didn't get a chance to yesterday. Uh, nobody cares about that. All right, let's say Thank here you, we sir. go. Thank <laughs> you All right, come on. I mean, what are we doing here? All right. Send him a message on Twitter. I'm okay? sorry, Sal. Yeah, Sal, I just want you to know, Coop, this is a Coop power play here. It's a Koopa Loop power play. We've only got so much time left in the show. I understand. Well, just do an extra hour. Who cares? All right, we'll press on. From the Fox Sports Radio Geico Studios, we say hello to Eddie Garcia, giving you the latest. Eddie. And let us give you the latest from the NFL. That was, of course, Thursday Night Football, where the 49ers beat up on the Raiders 34-3, and they win easily behind quarterback Nick Mullins, an undrafted rookie free agent in his first NFL start. Uh, he didn't look like an undrafted rookie free agent. He went 16 of 22, passing 262 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Finished with a quarterback rating of 151.9, highest for a quarterback with at least 15 pass attempts in the NFL in his debut since it, it the su- merger. It sucks that the trade deadline has passed because Jacksonville could send a first-round pick for Nick Mullins. 
<laughs> well, they might have to. They might consider it, considering what they have. Yes. Yeah, I saw oh. they tried to get Ryan Fitzpatrick. Did you see that? Uh, I did not see uh, that. Uh, there was a report they, the the Bucks wouldn't trade him because he's their starter now. But Jacksonville, you know, if you believe this stuff, tried to get Fitzmagic to come across the state of Florida. Didn't happen. No, one of the few teams I think he hasn't played for so far. No, next year he'll be there. Yeah. College football, we had 12th-ranked UCF at Central Florida with a 52-20 win over Temple. UCF now 8-0 this year, and they've won 21 in a row. That's the nation's longest winning streak. NBA game of the night, the Bucks are no longer undefeated. They lost in Boston to the Celtics 117-113. Milwaukee now 7-1 on the year. They were the last remaining undefeated team in the NBA for Boston. Somebody predicted that last night. I, I wonder know. who that was. Yeah. Uh, Boston hit a franchise record 24 three-pointers. That's, That's one away good. from the uh, NBA record. Tommy, I was watching a little bit of that game. I think Tommy Heinsohn was going to have a heart attack. Oh. kept making three-pointers. He was beside himself. He's still going, huh? Oh, yeah. Just, just the home games. Yeah. That's it. Uh, NHL game of the night at the top two teams in the league going at it in Tampa Bay. That was where the Predators beat the Lightning 4-1. to one. Now, the NHL season, Ben, continues tonight with a battle of the top two teams uh, in the league. Actually, that was last night. Uh, but the surprising Vancouver Canucks are hosting the Colorado Avalanche. It's at 9 p.m. Eastern time, and that is our Discover Card key matchup. Speaking of matchups, become a new card member, and Discover Card will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Thank you for that. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox Comedy from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Hooray for Hollywood. It's the Coop Scoop on entertainment with Justin Cooper. Now, I've got one story here, Coop. I want to see if you have this story because I feel it's the most fascinating Shocking story that I've read all week. I want to see if you have it in your Coop Scoop. Maybe well, Ben, I, I don't know anything that's going on. All I've been doing is playing Red Dead Redemption 2, so that's... <laughs> no, I'm just, <laughs> Great. I'm just kidding. Uh, premiering, I, I, I don't think I have the story that okay, you're talking all about. all right. I have it then. Uh, but uh, premiering uh, this weekend in theaters, of course, is Bohemian Rhapsody, the much-anticipated Freddie Mercury biopic. Now, uh, the re- early reviews are in, and they're saying it's kind of, you know, your cookie-cutter, run-of-the-mill, you know, biopic. It's nothing special except for the performance of Remy Malik, who plays Freddie Mercury. They're saying that is great. Uh, inside some other entertainment news, now, there's one more season of Game of Thrones left, and I'm sure that's got a lot of uh, fans really upset, but of course HBO is going to do a bunch of spin-offs and continue to milk that cow for all it's worth. Uh, the news came out that Naomi Watts is going to star in the Game of Thrones spin-off. How so, much is she getting paid for that? Uh, that is a good question. A lot, I am sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, as far as television goes, Ben, uh, there's a couple things that are going to interest you this weekend. Uh, the one I'm about to tell you about is not one of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> premiering on Amazon Prime. It's actually available right now. And this is kind of interesting. I'm going to check this out because a lot of big names in it. It's called Homecoming. And it's based on a fiction podcast of the same name. I've never heard of... Uh, What's it called? It's called Homecoming. Okay, that would be the same name, yeah. And, yes. And uh, it's a psychological thriller. It comes from the creator of Mr. Robot, Sam Esmail. And he, Mr. Robot's great. So, But it stars Julia Roberts, Sissy Spacek, uh, Bobby Cannavale. It, there's a lot of big names in here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out. I don't know who any of them are. Julia Roberts? You don't know who Julia Roberts is? Well, I've heard of her. Okay. <laughs> or she Sissy the, Spacek? She played the prostitute, right? Didn't she play the prostitute? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, that was only 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, I saw it the other day. Also premiering today, available right now on Netflix, the final season of House of Cards, 
sans Kevin Spacey. They're killing off his character. I'm not sure how they're going to do it. But well, I think he actually killed off his character. Cool. <laughs> yeah, touche. That, that is fair. Uh, but the the new season is going to star Robin Wright. She's going to be you know the the centerpiece of the season. And Diane Lane and Greg Kinnear are also joining the cast. So it'll be interesting to see how they wrap that up. It it was a great show on Netflix. Reviews are kind of eh. They're wishy washy on this one. Eh, eh. Yeah. Now for the stuff that you might be interested in this weekend, Ben, yeah. uh, available on uh, the actually let's see. Friday. So yeah, so later tonight, Friday on History yeah, yeah. Channel, 9 p.m. Alright. It's the start of a three-night, six-hour documentary. Six hours, that's a lot. Watergate. Uh yeah. I, I feel like I know everything about Watergate. Yeah, I know, right? How, how much more can you can you say? Yeah, well, uh, you're squeezing a little too much out of the toothpaste, you know. All right, here's, left here's the, the one that I know you're gonna set your uh, DVR for, Ben. All right. Saturday night on Showtime, 9 p.m. Shut up and dribble. Oh, is that LeBron's thing? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I have no, no interest in Oh, that. come on. Yeah. I know you've already got it set to record. No, no, no. I'm got not. got popcorn I'm, ready? I'm out. Uh, <laughs> done. See you later. Goodbye. Uh, no. All right. And uh, that is uh, Coop Scoop on Entertainment. All right. So I got two things, Coop. Now, the first one, only old farts, uh, old farts are going to care about, but HGTV, their newest show, A Very Brady Renovation. It's going to debut in 2019. They have, they're renovating the Brady Bunch house, which is right near where we do the show from. It's like literally, I drive by it on the way home. They're renovating the Brady Bunch house. I guess they're going to make it look, I think, more like the what it was supposed to look like. They just used the exterior on the show, the old uh, sitcom. So they had the cast members back for the HGTV show. But the story I really wanted to get to. Uh, you ever heard of this actor? Do you see this, Coop? Ta- is it Todd Latourette? Is that how you say his name? Did you see this? did not oh uh, this is wild man the guy was i guess on better call sal and he, he's uh, been a uh, sal whatever but he's been a, he's been on a bunch of stuff and he i didn't watch the oh i did i did yeah. see this the guy claimed he cut off his own arm yeah. and posed as a war veteran to get roles that's crazy now you talk stolen valor is one thing he cut off with a saw and he said he, he's, he, he's now coming clean, he said, because it was uh, you know, mental illness and stuff. But that is unbelievable. That's insane. Can you imagine? It's a whole hey, new Ronnie level Lott, of method hold acting. hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. The story we all heard when we were kids about Ronnie Lott cutting off the tip of his finger to play for the Niners. Uh, that is, he says he's a liar. He said he severed his hand with a skill saw, and he was having a psychotic episode. Wow, man. Coop. Terrible, horrible, and really bad. I know. I need to start cutting off limbs, get back you in the business. You want to get back in the business, Coop. Uh, which limb would you cut off, Coop? Yeah. If you had to choose a limb to cut off. Uh, oh, boy. Be careful, I'd go leg. Coop. Leg? Yeah. Which one, right or left? You'd go leg? Yeah, leg. <laughs> that way you could sit down all the time. You don't you want to go to Raina Bobbitt. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing you could. <laughs> All right. Hey, if you want to play, well, figure that out, Coop. If you want to play Balderdash, call right now, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're going to have Balderdash in its entirety. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The only thing better than listening to the Ben Maller Show live on the radio is to hear it again at your convenience on demand. The Ben Maller Show podcast is moving up the charts, unless it's not. Support our little radio show by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and giving us five stars. It'll help keep the show growing and pacify our bosses. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. 
All right, Coop is. We, we've had a candy party here, so we've all been eating candy. <laughs> but we need a contestant. Uh, Coop hung up on a couple people here for Balderdash. So call right now if you want to be part of Balderdash. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. We are all on a sugar rush right now. And quit leaving the candy in your car, Ben, for it to melt. That's a rookie move on your part. Well. Yeah, I, and I told Coop, I said, I got to remember to take it out of my car, and I didn't remember, but I, but I put it in the fridge, so I, it was okay. Like it was, most of it was all right. I sal- we salvaged most of the candy. We did. Hey, this portion of the show brought to you by Discover Card. Get your free credit score card today. Who doesn't want a free credit? It's free. Free credit score card today. Even if you're not a Discover customer, doesn't matter. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard will not hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Again, that's discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations do apply. It's time now for, yeah, you know what time it is. And now. It's just what you've been waiting for. It's Ben's Balderdash. What the hell is this? Formerly known as something we're not allowed to say. Hit it! All right, here we go. Balderdash time. Let's get right to the game. We welcome in our contestants. We have our defending champion, Jason in Ottawa. Hello, Jason. Hello, Ben. Do you think uh, Paul Gunther will find himself on the beach soon? I'd like to be on the beach this weekend if I could. It's still warm and like 90 degrees this weekend where I am. All right. Uh, hold on, Jason. We have Jason uh, right there. We have Robert in L.A. Hello, Robert. Hey, what's up, Ben? What's going on, man? You're going to take down Jason? I'm going to sure try. All right. What do you do for a living, Robert? Truck driver. Truck driver. Very cool. All right. Well, good luck to you. Truck driver Robert versus Jason, the CFL report guy in Ottawa. What do you do for a living, Jason, by the way? You're on every week. I forget. You told me, but I don't remember. I'm a financial security advisor. Wow, really? Look at you. All right, well, let's play the game. Here we go. And the categories are Alumni Association, Lost Twice, and Euro Trip. Lost Twice. All right, Lost Twice. We'll start with that. Your name is your buzzer, gentlemen. You uh, have a good time with this. Here we go. And you can play along as you listen in your car. Or to the podcast. Question number two, or question for $200, I should say. This franchise has not won a World Series in 30 years and in consecutive years lost to the Astros and the Red Sox. Jason. Jason. L.A. Dodgers. Uh, Anthony Anaheim wrote these, by the way. Yeah, screw you, Anthony. Uh, $400. This franchise managed to get to the Super Bowl four years in a row. Jason. Jason. Robert. Buffalo Bills. Correct. Buffalo Bills in the 90s lost four in a row. $600. $600. This franchise has been to five NBA finals and only won once going four years in a row. They only could beat the Warriors one time. Jason. Jason. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. That's correct. Robert, you got a problem with your buzzer. You got to work on your buzzer. Your buzzer. Jason beating me to the punch. I got you. All right, let's go to $800. This team made five World Series from 1991 to 1999. Jason. Jason. Robert. Atlanta Braves. Atlanta Braves. Correct again. $1,000. Last question in the category. Lost twice. Everyone in this category has lost a championship game uh, two times around two times in a row. In 2010 and in 2011, this franchise lost. Jason. Robert. Jason. Texas Rangers. There you go, the Rangers. 
They would have won if only Nelson Cruz had been a little bit better in the outfield. They would have won that World Series against the St. Louis Cardinals, but they did not. All right, we, we're done with that category. And let me tell you, Robert, you're doing a hell of a job, buddy. You are really in good shape. All right, <laughs> Alumni Association, I'll name the player. You tell me the school they went to for $200. Cam Newton. Jason. Jason. Robert. Auburn. Auburn is correct, yes. $400. Will, will Robert score $400? I'll name the player. You tell me the school they went to. Vaughn Miller. Vaughn Miller. Jason. Jason. Uh, Texas A&M. Wow, that's good. Yes. All right. I see a mistake. I'll correct it, though. Uh, $600. Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams. Jason. Jason. Texas. That is correct. Texas, not Miami. (laughs) Texas. Yeah. $800. I'll name the player. You tell me where they went to school. Eric Dickerson. Jason. Jason. SMU. Oh, man, this is ridiculous. Stop the fight. One more. One one more. I got to give him one more. Last one for $1,000. Fake radio money on Balderdash. Benny's Balderdash. I'll name the player. Tell me the school they went to. Darrell Revis. I don't know one that. I don't know that one, Robert. Garcia. You should use a lifeline. Uh, the lifeline. Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Darrell Rivas, I believe he went to Pitt. You want to go with that, Robert? That sounds right, Robert. Go, go, go with that. Yeah, that's right. He went to Pitt. Okay, it's ending. Stay driving, Robert. Uh. Oh, hey, Robert, yep, driving, buddy. You, you have a lot in common with the Raiders right now, Robert. That's what no, you're... no. Go Niners. Go Niners. Yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> yeah, but you're, you play the game like the Raiders. Right, thank you. All right, there you go, Robert, in L.A. Jason, another golden ticket. We're going to have to bring in a ringer. We're yeah, going. I was just about to say, right. if you if you play at home and, and you feel like you know, I, man, I could beat this guy, but you don't call, like work up the nerve, call in and, yeah. and beat him. Got a lot of guys that. Oh, I, I get email. Oh, I could beat that guy. Right, that right. Guy. People yeah, on yeah, Twitter, yeah. I knew every answer. Well, then then yeah. call and, and play them. It's really easy when you're listening on the phone, uh, or, or, or on the radio, rather. When you get on the phone, it's it's you know, a, little, a little more difficult. Let's cowboy up on the Ben Maller Show. We go to Windsor, Ontario, <laughs> a special treat from the legend, Cowboy John Brad. He's Willie McCovey and Dr. Z. And tomorrow, Larry Holmes and Larry Herndon will be 69 and 65, respectively. And uh, speak to people uh, uh, on Monday. And remember, uh, fall back uh, on Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. You have more time, Cowboy. Well, he's so used to the 20-second version that he did not prepare the full version. You know, I already went through a time change. They did theirs in Europe last week. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah. It always messes me up, too, because i got to do that thing in New Zealand, and I don't know why. It's always confusing because it's like 20 <laughs> hours. There's a difference of 20 hours or 19 hours, and it's very it's very odd. I think we should all use the same time. I, I recommend just one time. That's that's on the ballot, isn't it? This Is it in California? Yeah. Oh, no, to get rid of daylight savings time. Yeah. Is that on the ballot? Yep. I'm all for that. I support that. Yeah. Uh, I'm for it. Because if California does it, the other states, I know Arizona already, they don't have daylight saving time. They don't They do not do it. But Nevada would have to do it, right, because of Vegas and all that. And then the whole West Coast would do it. Uh, if, if Cal- it's so stupid. That's right. It? Tuesday, go vote. Yeah. And if you're in California, get rid of the gas tax, okay? That's, that's the other thing.
right, Bingo. Cool. Yeah. Not that we give out political advice here. I'm just saying. You know. And you've heard it first on the Ben Malley show. My dad won't leave his house because of the gas tax, but he he's told me if they get rid of the gas tax, he'll actually you know go to the gym and maybe you know go out and meet people and things like that. And yeah. I'm not attracted to women. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.